Thanks. Now, welcome to Sauzcast, the sexiest financial show in the world. We got the we got the audio playing again. Uh, this is where finance meets romance. Only here on Valuetainment, number one channel in the world for entrepreneurs. Um, my name is Adam Sosnick, as you know. This is the Sauzcast, and our job, Natalia and I, we encourage you guys all out there, men and women out there. We want to see you get paid, laid, and, and do, do it your way. way. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of getting paid and laid, do it your way. Before we introduce our lovely panel of women and gentlemen. Uh, Natalia Del Valle, let's here. start with you, the lady in red. Lady Hello. in red. I am in red today. Hello, everyone. Happy Saucecast Day. I'm super excited for today's panel. We were able to get a full panel on the stage today, so I'm super excited. Um, of course, if you guys aren't already, make sure you guys like, subscribe, uh, share, do all that fun stuff, share with your auntie, your mommy, your cousin, your, your uncle, all those people, because uh, today's episode is going to be really entertaining. We have a great topics lined up, um, and I will be managing Super Chats, thanks to you all. I've learned how to read, and Hooked on Phonics has helped me as well. Hell yeah. um, so give me all the Super Chats. I want to help you know, with uh, questions, anything you guys have. Um, and I already see an L for Natalia. I love you too. And so <laughs> let's get started. You got to give a shout out to Natalia. Let me tell you, when I met Natalia, she couldn't read. She was illiterate. She was homeless. She didn't have, any, homeless. She didn't have any clothes. Look at her now, I, reading. I can read. Looking great. Knowing all 50 states. 50. Zero. Yeah, she knows it all. <laughs> so, and she has turned all the L's in the chat into love. Love you. So they love bombing you, baby. Yes. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us live. Um, we've got a sick panel. Uh, should we start with the ladies or the gentlemen? Nat? Uh, let's start with the gentlemen. Ah, let's I usually say ladies gentlemen. first. But let's I know, but let's see with the gentlemen. The let's, let's do the gentlemen first. Okay, to yeah. my left, Carl Lashkari flew in all the way from Brazil. Yes. To be here, uh, men's coach, mental health, masculine leadership. Tell us what you do for work and your relationship status. Yes, uh, Carl Lashkari. So for work, I support men in their mental health, biohacking their health, and in relationships, sexuality, and leadership. What was that, that second to last thing you said? Leadership. No, no, before that. Sexuality. Oh, shit, I don't know, Nat. You're all good? <laughs> I'm okay. Okay, all right, cool. To your I'm left, okay. the other gentleman on the panel, Sergio Solis. AKA the purple pill. He's not red, he's not blue, he's kind of purple. I'm in the oh. middle. He's in the middle. He's the host of the Purple Pill Podcast and uh, in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. Give us your story. What do you do for work when you're not doing the podcast? What's your relationship status? Well, I, uh, I run some jewelry stores, some Casper Gold stuff. I started the podcast um, because I wanted to pivot and uh, teach women how to date better, how to get into relationships. Uh, I also help men get into relationships. I have a mentorship. It's open to men and women. I'm one of the few in the space that opens to help men and women together. Um, but yeah, I, I just try to bring people together. I really think this world's fucked up because too many people are single. So I'm here to put y'all into relationships, especially, especially if you're the type that you're stuck single. I'm trying to save you. There you go. He's trying to save <laughs> Captain Sava. Yes, literally. Uh, Captain and what's your relationship status? Uh, I got an amazing girlfriend for three years. Gotcha. Nice. All right. There he is. Like and Carl, him. what was your relationship status? Single. So you and I, we're partying this weekend. Sergio, you can't, can't, oh, yeah. can't come I'm, out. I'm not coming. There All right. Go. He's a loyal man. Now let's meet the beautiful ladies on the panel. Yay. To my left, Zainab Rehman. Yes, that's right, Zainab. Zainab, she's the Pakistani princess. <laughs> Thank you. Tell us your story, what you do for work, and what's your relationship status? 
so I'm a former risk analyst. I am a fashion model. Um, I do social media, and I'm an interpreter. I interpret for doctors and refugees and for women in domestic violence situations. Mm. Sounds risky. <laughs> risk analyst. I like it. Yeah. Um, on your relationship status. I don't have a ring yet. You don't have a ring yet? No. Okay, are you waiting? Are you saving yourself till marriage? <laughs> um, well, single for now. Okay. Um, Amy Dangerfield, what a name. Are you kidding me? Ronnie Dangerfield, tell me that's a distant cousin relative. Just make, uh, up, make up a lie. I don't care if you're. I wish. Damn. Pick this up a little bit. This part. Oh. There we no, go. no, just like. There you go. Can you hear me? Yeah. Perfect. We got to hear your Australian accent. We got to hear yeah. your voice. Yes. What's up, guys? Amy Dangerfield. Uh, I am currently single. And I do high ticket sales. I've done that pretty much my whole life. Uh, but as of recent times, I'm kind of delving into this content creation space. So I got a little YouTube going, you know, small, but it's growing. Oh, think, <laughs> so many jokes we can make right I know there. You but were going to. The most important part is that it's growing. It's growing. So you're a shower and a grower, and you're starting your podcast. Okay. By go. the way, just I always hear people say, I do high ticket sales. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So high ticket sales is just selling a product or service of high value, typically over the $10,000 range. I mean, some people consider like three, $5,000 products or services to be high ticket. I really don't. Uh, so it could be anything from, you know, uh, courses, uh, education, a cause, jewelry, uh, in my instance, uh, automation, business management services, and uh, education, specifically for house flipping. House flipping. Mm -hmm. Now, did you say horses or courses? Courses. Oh, that's that yeah, accent. From, from time to time, there may be a little confusion with my accent. Yeah. So always best to clarify. I'm out here sure. selling horses, y'all. <laughs> selling wild Giddy stallions. Up. Amy Let's Dangerfield. Go. <laughs> Let me hear your best Rodney Dangerfield impression. I couldn't even do one. You do, you know, do you know who it is? It's a comedian. Yeah, so yes. I went to a comedy club and there was like a statue of him. So, yeah. That guy deserves all the statues. Give no respect. Yeah. You. You know, oh, yeah, the no saying? respect thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh huh. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of uh, respect, let's meet the ladies over on the left side of the panel out here. Uh, Shay's in the house. Hello. Right? Model, <laughs> icon, an underrated icon, some underrated. people may say. Yeah. What do you do for work and what's your relationship status? Well, right now I'm single, um, ex veteran in the Navy. I don't really disclose that too much because, you know. So that's breaking news here on the sauce. Yeah, yeah this is the first time you guys. X yeah. Navy. X Navy. Wow. Aviation. Wow. Dude, thank you for your service. Yeah. You're I know welcome. about knife hands. <laughs> respect. Sharp, sharp. I have a profound respect for our service men and service women. So I respect it. to you. And what and do you do for work now? I was a barista, but I, I left. I a left. barista? Yes. Does I was that making mean you work cappuccinos. At Starbucks? What does that mean? No, it was a um, vegan cafe. Ah. Living Green. Gotcha. Living green. Yeah. Like right up the street. Oh my bad. You're just letting secrets out. <laughs> it's not like there's anybody watching this. All good. That place is great. Yeah. All right, barista. Well, thank you for your service. You're welcome. Carol Del Rio is back on the panel. She's looking lovely. She's looking tan. She was just at Miami Swim Week. <laughs> is there anything you would like to add to that, Carol? How are you? How are you? Amazing. I feel so happy, special because. Miami Swim Week was really amazing to me. I am a high fashion top model from Colombia, and I am so happy to be here again uh, because I always learn something new, and I love Ooh. to learn because you guys respect women, and I am content creator, and everything I create is for inspiring women, for empower themselves. 
So that's why I love to be here. Thank you. If there's anything I do, <laughs> it's respect women. Yeah. That's what I do. That's amazing. All the time. That's awesome. Multiple. That's why I always women. back here. Nice. Well, I will give you a compliment. Whether you're right, wrong, whatever side of the argument, disagreement, conversation, you always have a smile on your face. Yeah. So that's classy. You're keeping it classy, like Ron Burgundy Thank out there. You. Okay. And last but not least, my friend. My amiga, a girl that I met with Natalia at a festival. I can't say what we're doing at the festival, but we're having a good time. We got Rissa here. Rissa, what's your last name? Panagos. It's Greek. Panagos. Yes. Yeah, Natalie. Uh, Natalie. Natalia knew your you name. You don't even know my name. Who's that bitch, Natalie? <laughs> Natalia. Panagos. Okay, and you're a personal trainer? So I do freelance personal training. I was a former, a former nationally qualified bikini competitor, um, NASM certified, and right now I'm about to graduate with my degree from UF as a health education and behavioral specialist. Congratulations. So that's and, and someone who like, helps people have balance in their overall life, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I didn't get either of your relationship status yet, Caro and you, Rissa. You always love to know that. I mean, I'm, I'm, not being, I'm not treating you special. I asked everyone here, even the gentlemen. Okay. I don't like to speak about Just say that. it's complicated. <laughs> complicated, yeah. How about this? Do you like mans or women's? <laughs> mans or women's? Mans. All right. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the mans. And Rissa? I am happily in a relationship. Nice. What's her name? It's not a. It's not a girl. What? <laughs> His this name's Jay. Hi, baby. Jay. Yes. Shout out to Jay. Oh, it's a good he's man. He's the man. Right he's the man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and last but not least, Natalia, what do you do for work around here? What do you do? Um, so I just got here. <laughs> no, uh, you really want me to say? I work at Valuetainment. I am part of the HR recruiting department. So if you guys are looking for an opportunity here at Valuetainment, uh, make sure you guys check out. We'll put the link um, in the description for you guys to apply for a position here. We're growing. We're looking for killers. We are doing a lot of big things here. So if you feel like you're a fit, please apply. And I look forward to hopefully meeting you. You used to do social media, you used to do marketing. Now you're HR recruitment. Yay! So all people talking shit. It's like, if you want to get a job here, you got to go through Nat. Yeah. <laughs> and I've actually, shout out to the people who I've met so far who have come in. Um, and they were actually fans of Saucecast, which was cool. Um, but I appreciate those who really uh, do see the vision and really want to help build the company. So I'm excited to be a part of the team. Nice. And shout out to the team, shout out to the company. We launched an app. Yes. Called Manect. Yes. All right, where you can connect with experts by the minute, Manect, connect by the minute, Manect. Yep. And it's crushing it. Shout out to PBD for doing that. There's a couple famous people that are on Manect. Like who? PBD, Andrew Tate, Ooh. Tristan Tate, Chaz Palminteri. The list goes on and on. But Adam who's Sosnick. the number one person on Manect? Adam Sosnick. Somehow I'm number one. <laughs> people want to hear what I got to say. Apparently. I will say you do put your Manette calls as priority. So if you guys are really looking for some information and getting like in-depth conversation with Sauce, he takes <clears throat> all of his Manette calls very, very seriously. He puts everything to the side for his Manette call. So, you know, it's a great app. It's, it's an opportunity for you to learn. And uh, Sauce, congratulations on being number one. I get, thank you. Well, I give a, got a shout out to the people out there that yeah. I'm helping out there, whether it's financial stuff, whether it's relationship stuff. Guys need help. I would say 90, 95% of the people that I do at Manect are guys who are like, dude, I got, I got an issue. I got a problem. I got a conversation. That's how I met Carl. Yep. <laughs> you, you do a Manect with me, you might end up on the show like Carl. Oh. Straight yeah. up. 
<laughs> and I take this very important. Well, I'll give Nat a Heisman stiff arm to the face. Yes, he has. If she's interrupting a Manect call. He has. So, all right, there it is. Um, <laughs> shall we get this show started? Let's do it. Yes. Okay. Here are the list of topics we're going to be discussing today. And it's going to be an open conversation uh, with all of us here. So Patrick Mahomes, two-time winning quarterback, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You don't have to be a football fan to understand what he's saying. He credits his wife for all his success. Young dude. Can we get his age real quick? Yes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomey. Some, some may say they call him the modern-day Tom Brady. Not me. Uh, no, That's you. not my guy. You know, I'm a Tom Brady guy. He's how old? 27. 27. He's got a long way to go before he's the goat like Tom Brady. Uh, credits his wife for success. We're going to have that conversation. Uh, I've been teasing this story for a while, but we're finally going to cover what happened with world-famous diva singer Mary J. Blige, real love. Poor lady. Uh, she's paying alimony to her ex-husband. Right? Oh, Counts my out God. the bag. Oh what was that? God. Jorge? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about our friend that's been on the show multiple times, Pearl, Pearly Thing. She was just on Piers Morgan. Yep. One time, some guy came up to me and goes, you know what you are, bro? You're like a low-budget Piers Morgan. I was like, that's <laughs> fucked up. Man. Uh, <laughs> now that hurt. But I'll take what I can get. We're going to talk about her stance on that and her controversial uh, takes on women. She's been labeled a misogynist. But she's a chick. So, <laughs> interesting how they play that one. We'll talk about our friend Tate. Yep. Shout out to you, Tate. We were just messaging yesterday. Uh, he did an um, interview with the one and only Tucker Carlson. Yep. Anyone see that? Mm -hmm. yep. We'll discuss that. We'll get your thoughts on that. Tate on Tucker. We'll talk about that, their thoughts with that. Judge Lynn Taylor, she's a judge, but she credits her success to having a stoic husband. Mm. Interesting. Mm. People just giving respect to their people. We'll talk a little bit about Jonah Hill, what happened with him. We did a whole episode on that, but we'll discuss that a little bit. What defines a slut? Amber Rose, slut walk. You got a little antsy when I said that. <laughs> I just laughed a little bit. <laughs> you just laughed a little bit. A little bit. That's what I'm saying. Um, and then Michael Jordan weighs in on his son, Michael Jordan Jr., dating his ex-business partner, teammate, colleague, Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. If you try to make sense of what that is it's trouble yeah yeah so interesting we'll discuss that yeah. so um anyway let's get this party started so patrick mahomes let's pull this guy up so for people that don't know what he looks like mm -hmm. patrick mahomes says his wife Brittany is the key to his success as a player and a parent exclusive here on the sauce cast show the, show the folks what they look like he says i have a great wife i think that helps out a ton she helps me out a ton by taking stuff off my plate. I can be myself and the same person that I've grown up being. And luckily, that's won a couple Super Bowl rings. So he's given all credit, not to God, not to Jesus, mm. to wifey. Wife life, you know? Happy wife, happy life. I don't know about that. More about that happy king, happy kingdom thing. So um, <laughs> let's start with the ladies. Here you go. You got this dude, stud of a guy, Super Bowl champion doing his thing, but he's crediting his wife uh, for all his success. So let's say you guys meet a successful guy, successful already, he's already made it to the NFL, he's already made it in the big leagues, he's a CEO, he's doing his thing. Um, I would like to know you, beautiful ladies, what are you bringing to the table that would add to his success, okay? So what are you bringing to 
bring success to an already successful man. Rissa. Support. Since you're already in a relationship <laughs> with the talented Jay out there, what do you bring into that man? Um, I think I bring him support. I think I bring him like lighthearted balance so that he doesn't have to always feel like, oh my gosh, I have so many things that I need to do and handle. I bring like more of a lighthearted side <laughs> to his life, make him laugh. We enjoy things together that are simple pleasures. You know, it doesn't always have to be like go, 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 business, business, business all the time. But then when it is time to be business, 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 I'm there to say, let's go, let's move forward with this business. Let's, what do you need? What can I do to help you? So you're you working know? within his business. I work, I work to help him with whatever he needs because I think that's the point of being a girlfriend. Why would, I wa why would I be someone's girlfriend if I'm not helping them to be a better person like they're helping me to be a better person? Very interesting. Okay, Caro, other than being sexy and tan out there, you meet <laughs> successful guy. How are you helping him? I can teach him how to work like a team because in a couple it's very important to work like a team. We are one. No, not separate. That's the most important thing for build a powerful relationship. Everything, we have to do it like a team. So Our you meet thoughts. a successful guy and you're like, hey, I'm your teammate. Yeah. So what are you doing as a teammate? Yeah, my good habits, my loyal. Your good what? My good habits. Because all my life. What is life, this word? Habits. My good habits. Oh, good habits. Sorry, sorry. Guys, I'm not, I'm getting old. I, mean, I can't hear sorry things. Sorry for my accent. She's my selling accent. horses. I think she's selling horses. I don't know what's going on. Okay. My good habits. Because if you are the successful guy, uh, you need to be surrounded with a woman that have a good habit for protect your, your, your everything. You need a smart woman with a good habit in your house, in your in your family, in your everything. Okay. Oh, look at that. Aww. Appreciate that. Michelle? And for sure, my knowledge. Your knowledge. That is really important. Yeah. If you are a successful guy, it's because you have a, a good knowledge. So you need, by your side, a woman good, high knowledge. Job. Gotcha. Okay. Agreed. Shay? Yeah. <laughs> um, like Thank I you for your service. <laughs> what kind of service are you bringing to your man? <laughs> I would be the iron that sharpens the iron because he's already successful. So I would just add any extra little things that can boost him up. So like, like she said, support is, I think that's big because a successful man is always busy and on the go. He needs someone that can help like give him clarity to like all the things he has to do as opposed to like trying to knock it all out in one. So I would be the support. And I will also be lively. I will also be that side that's not so like business on go like. I will let him realize that he's still human. Mm. Yeah. He's the, hey, oh, <laughs> paying some bills around here. All right. Amy, you're single? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. When's the last time you were in a relationship? Uh, we actually broke up not too long ago, a couple months. We were together for four years. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> he, was, he was a pretty successful guy as well, I'd say, yeah. So what happened? Oh, I don't really want to go into that too much. No, I, I want to go right uh, into it. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I want to make you super uncomfortable right now. Just kidding. Go ahead. No, I would never, like for me, I would never disparage an ex publicly. So, so you wouldn't pull the, the Jonah Hill thing that his chick did? Oh, no. That's really cringe. Um, Dirt move. Dirt bag. Yeah. Dirt bag move. Not you. The, but relating the, the to the question. Yes. Um, so I think it's really interesting that he said that she's like the only thing and the main component because... 
I can kind of see, I, I mean, so when you look back at some of the old personal development books, and I've heard you reference some of them, I think you said like, How to Win Friends and Influence the People, best. one of your favorite books. Think and Grow so, Rich. So like, Think and Grow others, Rich. So sure. in Think and Grow Rich, they have a chapter on, you know, finding the right partner and the harmonious dynamic that you're able to achieve in that kind of a relationship really supports everything else. So it's not ever going to be the main factor. That's why it wasn't the first thing in the book. That's why it wasn't stated anywhere that it's the most important thing, but it is a, it's an ingredient. It is certainly a component. And I think being able to provide that, that harmonious relationship with your spouse encompasses many of the things that these ladies already said. Definitely having good habits. That's huge. You want to add to his life, not detract. Mm -hmm. uh, that su support aspect as well, because usually when you are dating a high value man, he's very busy. There's a lot of things pulling and demanding on his time. So being able to help ease and, and soothe that and kind of step in wherever possible is also very, very important. I think ultimately just being able to bring uh, peace yeah. um, and uh, dignity and respect, like never you yes. know, disparaging him, never getting into public arguments, all of these mm -hmm. things. It's just as much what not to do as it is what, what to, to do. do. Okay, you know boom. I, mean? I like that. Yes. It's just, it's almost more important what, what not to do correct yes than what you should do so what are like two or three uh-oh no-nos don't do that mm -hmm. that you would recommend for the ladies out there yeah i think one of the huge ones is uh airing dirty laundry publicly yeah. uh, not just in the capacity of social media but even putting him down um, in a public setting around his friends, for example, emasculating him in any way, probably one of the worst things yeah. that you could do to your man. I mean, there's a lot of other ones that go without saying, you know, cheating, all of that type of thing. Of course, it's crossing a major line, uh, but that's probably one of the more subtle ones that oftentimes women will not even consider mm -hmm. in their relationships. Not consider <clears throat> how public they, disparagement? Mm -hmm, or just em emasculating your man in general. Because a lot of women will do that. In Why do you argument. think women do that? I don't know, probably to try to gain the upper hand because they know that's where it probably hurts the most. When people are aware of you know, the low blows, that's what they're going to reach for, unfortunately, sometimes. If they don't have that proper uh, communication uh, style with their partner, oftentimes it can result in, like, ad hominems. It could result in public or private public disparagement or, you know, resultantly emasculation. At the end of the day, isn't that kind of like shooting yourself in the foot, shooting your relationship in the foot? If you're like, all right, I'm going to do this intentionally. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to help the relationship. Mm -hmm. Fuck it. Suicide bomb this thing. I mean, right. what, what happens? I don't know. I just think that people are very short-sighted. Uh, oftentimes, people do not have emotional intelligence. I think that's also a very important aspect and something that you can bring to your relationship as well. Having that emotional intelligence to be able to know what is appropriate to say and more importantly, when. When is the appropriate thing to be able to bring something up for sure it's also just selfishness so it, in my opinion i think it's selfish for a woman to you know be you out in public and and try to make you know a scene of her man or embarrass mm -hmm. him or emasculate him because what what's the point besides your own personal gain i mean that's the way i look at it selfishness. And, and even going back to some of this journey hill stuff not to bring it up too early but i mean like just the way that you portray yourself to the world is a direct reflection onto your man. So the way you mm -hmm. conduct yourself both publicly and privately on social media, as well as in person, networking events, that's always going to be a reflection back onto your man. So keeping that in mind at all times as well. Um, Zainab, I want to get to you in a second, but just while it's on the top of my mind, what woman, shout it out, <laughs> that is in a relationship or is married, do you look at and be like, ah, 
That's a wife right there. That's who I would like to emulate. Any ladies, gentlemen, who do you... First thing that come to mind. Alina Cardone. I really... Alina um, Cardone. Yeah, I'm inspired by her. Grant Cardone's And I think wife. they're okay, a great gotcha. couple. Yeah. All right. Anyone else? I saw it last night. Savannah James, LeBron James's wife. Did you, oh, yeah. did you watch the ESPYs last night? Oh, I did yeah, not. She, she came up you. and she spoke, which yeah. is something she rarely ever does. A lot yeah. of celebrity wives are Quiet. trying to become influencers and starting their Instagram accounts. And her role is to support the family, grow the family, support his humanity outside of all the endeavors he's doing. And it's something you rarely see in the NBA, as you very well know. And it's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. Any ladies, anyone else come to mind? Sergio, anyone like come to, to mind? I would like to mention Georgina, too. Who's that? Georgina. Georgina, oh, uh, Ronaldo's yeah. wife. Yes, yes. Yeah. Joy Lee Spencer. She's pretty easy on the eyes, too. She's really what? Joy Lee Spencer. Uh, repeat to me, por favor. <laughs> Joy Lee Spencer. George I don't know who's Spencer? George Spencer. George Spencer. Dr. Joy Dispenza. Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Dre? Dispenza. Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza. I don't know oh, who this Joe. person is. Who is that? He's oh, a spiritual he teacher. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, his wife, you're saying? He is a master. What's her name? I don't know exactly. her name. Exactly. <laughs> but he always, he always talks in his podcast about gotcha. his relationship and his marriage. Got it. And he's a good example. Shay, any women that come to mind? That I idealize? Not right now. That you just look at and be like, that's a good wife right there. No, not yet. But I'll okay. probably go with Savannah, though. She does seem very supportive of her man. So. Yeah, and he's, he has lauded her with praise. LeBron has. He's kind of basically said similar things about Savannah as to what um, Mahomes has said about his wife. So we'll circle back to that in a second. Um, go ahead, your question. What, um, I, what everyone's been answering. What do you bring into the table if you meet a successful guy? You're from Pakistan. Yes. Okay, you've been in the, in the States... How long? I just moved here six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to America. Thank you so much. We're happy to have you. We love beautiful immigrants. <laughs> and you I ugly just... immigrants, get the hell out. <laughs> All you hot ones, Colombian ones. Get comfortable. <laughs> come on in. Okay. And I also just moved to Miami, so I'm new. Even better. Thank you. Okay. Um, I would so like... how about this? Yeah. What do women in Pakistan bring to the table for their successful husbands? That's a very good question. I would like to start with my mother. Um, she definitely has been, she's played a very vital role in my dad's success. And I saw that anytime my dad was stressed or he was under pressure, my mom always brought that mental stability to him. And, you know, just being like a little playful and being feminine, um, that definitely does help men a lot. Playful uh, and feminine? Yes. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> note to self. <laughs> Playful and feminine. Take note, ladies. So yeah. not yeah. annoying and masculine. Yeah, no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> I say this all the time. Some of the my favorite things about women is uh, they're not dudes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably my favorite thing. Yeah. But I that's do. just me. I don't know how, you know. I do think... So um, your, your mom's being playful, feminine? Yeah, like, they're old now. They're both in their 50s. Um, oh, hold on, what? They're old now? <laughs> That's still young. Yeah. Oh, I hope my mom's not going to get mad. In a few more years, I'll be old. <laughs> I mean, right. but I still, like, see her playful side, and it's just amazing to see that, um, you know, they still have that playful side, like, 
this, that is just like never ended and my mom played an important role to maintain that. Another thing I would say that I would bring to the table or what I've seen my mom bring to the table is like, just like the other ladies mentioned, how you represent yourself in the society because you do represent your man. So how you sort of talk to people, like how you move in the society, um, that's also very, very important. Um, because you don't want a crazy woman who does not know how to sit, how to talk, and just like, you know, walk around in the society. Not in the long term. <laughs> um, Short term, you might deal with some crazy bitches. Another that, important that... um, factor that a woman can bring is getting along with your men's family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, super important uh, because... Do we have like a ding, ding, ding <laughs> button out there, anybody? I think it's very important for a woman um, or any wife to get along with their husband's family because mm -hmm. if you don't, you're just bringing so much stress to your husband. He is like, oh my God, he is handling the business, but then he's also handling these toxic, stupid fights between the mother-in-law or his sister and his wife. So I do not think mm -hmm. that men should be given this um, stress, like it's not necessary. So being playful, being feminine, um, representing your men correctly in the society, are like very important factors. And in Pakistan, yeah, like um, when you get married to a man, um, we are very mindful of how we move in the society. And another thing is, um, even though like I am in US and I'm not in Pakistan anymore, but my values that are instilled in me, like they're so strong that no matter what, like no matter where I go, I'm not inspired by something else. Got it. Can I give you credit for one thing? I really appreciate what you're saying right there about a wife, girlfriend, wife, needs to understand she needs to get along with the mm -hmm. husband's family, mm -hmm. specifically the mother. Yeah. So I have a close family member that didn't get along with her husband's mom, mm. okay? So close family member that didn't get along with her husband's mom. And I would say, you need to figure that out. This is your husband's mom. And she would say, well, I don't really like her. I don't really like her all that much. I was like, uh, this lady, Birth if you take the in. vow of marriage seriously, is going to be your mother-in-law forever. Or in the next three, four, five, seven years, she will no longer be your mother-in-law because you're going to get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is she did not take the advice. And I saw it firsthand slowly fighting, they won't go to, the, mm -hmm. she's at dinner, I won't come. All of a sudden, they have children. Oh, I don't want her on the, like you're, like you're fighting with your mother-in-law. How is that helping your agenda? Oh, I don't like this. I said, at what point do you put your pride, your ego, your stubbornness aside and just take a back seat and say, this is my husband's mom. Let me just tamper down a little bit. Lo and behold, they just got a divorce. Mm -hmm. So, and that was part of the reason. So ladies, if you would like to stay married to your husband, to the father of your children, do what Zainab says and get along with the family. I would it's like that to add that in Pakistan we say you don't marry each other, you actually marry the within the, into the family too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so true. <laughs> that's so true maybe I've been looking for the wrong places for, wrong, for wives. I gotta go to yeah. Pakistan. <laughs> it's mostly Muslim there, yeah? Yes. Do they like Jews? 
Mm. No comment. All right, cool. Well, you know. I want to comment on what she said. I want to comment on what she said because my, my boyfriend is Syrian and Greek. So in his, you know, both of us were kind of like not in the dating scene for a little while before we got together. So kind of like, you know, haven't gone to meet a bunch of people's parents, you know what I mean? So, but I do realize it's essential with his mom being Lebanese and Syrian and the family being Muslim, you know, and his father being from Greece, you know, that I have to get along with them, you know? I knew that was very important to him from the jump. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, what she's saying is 100% true. Like, you know, he's always happy about the fact that, you know, me and his mother have like a friendship or relationship that we have now. I see that being very important to him all the time. Okay, question for the panel, and then I would like the gentlemen to weigh in on and what they're looking for, uh, for their women to bring to the table as successful guys. What is more beneficial for a relationship? For the wife to get along better with the husband's family or the husband to get along better with the wife's family? I'm specifically talking about the in-laws. So what's worse? If me, let's say we're married, you know, a beautiful Pakistani Muslim woman and a good-looking white Jewish boy. We get married. Let's go. Here comes the bride. Ding, ding, ding. What's worse? You fighting with my parents and not getting along or me not getting along with your parents? What do you think is worse? Go ahead. I do think um, it would be me fighting with your parents. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Carl? Yeah, I believe it. The, woman, the women fighting with each other because then the man has to play the referee, no matter what. But if it's the other way around, it can be between the man and the in-law without the referee. Gotcha, so two for the, the women need to play nice. Amy? Yeah, I would say I probably agree. If you did the referee comment, that's a really good point. Okay, so that's three. Sergio? Uh, no, I, I agree for the most part because there's not a lot of masculine fathers today, but if it was a super hyper-masculine father and he has a certain, you know, uh, he doesn't like the guy or, or, or the other way around, you know, like, it just depends. But most households, they're in the frame of the mother today. So I would say that, yes, in general, it would be on. Gotcha. Interesting side. point right yeah. there, by the way. If it's a super alpha dad mm -hmm. and you as the dude stepping in try to, like, mess that dynamic mm -hmm. up. No goo. That, <laughs> no goo. <laughs> that can of ass whooping might get, yeah, that, it, it depends on the father. There it is. Shay, what's mother. worse? The mothers. They got to get along. They have to. The wife and the, the wife, mother. The wife, yes. Gotcha. The women. Okay. Caro? For me, it's important that both parts along with their families for a successful Listen, relationship. Listen, I don't need a political answer here. Everyone should get along, of but course. But I don't have to be agree What's with everybody. Worse, That's my answer. What's worse? Like, that would be no, ideal. No, no works. <laughs> for my world. relationship, I am thinking on me and my relationship. For me, both parts <laughs> have to have a friend relationship with their families because families is everything so i have to love your family and you have to love my family it doesn't work our relationship doesn't work i love that you're just living in a bliss and, <laughs> and we all get along and nobody's fighting but that's not reality baby there's gonna be fighting sometimes stop the cap yeah what's worse though if you had to pick one <clears throat> door number one or door number two you need to walk in a door you can't be like I love both these doors. I want to go in them both. It's like, no, you got to go in one of the doors. So what's worse? That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sticking to it. Oh, my, my God. God. Oh, my God. Have you been fighting with your boyfriend's mom? Is that what's happening here? No. Okay, good. Well, that's good for a change. All right. I'm just going to let you off the hook easy here because... 
can keep pressing you and I feel like you're not going to answer it and then I'm going to get frustrated and we're going to do a whole song and dance. We can do two hours of me and you fighting. I don't want to do that because I respect other people's opinions. So it's fair to say that we'll move on to Rissa. I think it's the woman across all cultures, really, because in any culture, you know, Asian, African-American, Muslim, Spanish, I feel like, you know, if the husband has to step in and be the referee, like what he was saying, it creates like a, a wall, like between the wife and the husband, where he's trying to have to mediate between his mother who birthed him and then the woman that he loves that he chose to have in his life. <clears throat> and I just don't think it's fair. Yeah, don't make a man choose between the wife mm -hmm. and the mother. He's, he doesn't like that. That's savage. Might have to pick the mother. <laughs> And I think it's a toxic environment just yeah. To, yeah. Um, for any guy because then he is handling his business, but then he's handling these fights between his wife and his mother, and then the kids like don't know who decide with like, do I go Confused. just listen to my mom or like do I listen to my grandma? So I think it's a very toxic environment. I agree, yeah. Nat. What do you say? Um, I actually do agree with everyone, but. <laughs> um, uh, I will say that I would definitely struggle if, like, my significant other had a problem with my family. That would be, like, to me, I know I can maybe, like, like, I can go through the motions maybe if I had an issue with their mother, which I definitely don't ever have issues with people's parents. But if I did, um, because I'm very close with my family. So I think it also depends on their relationship with their family. If you have a guy who like cuts off his whole family for certain reasons, and then you know there's an argument, well, you know there's no relationship there. But you know, like for me, my family is my everything. So that is very, very important to me. So and what's it, worse? I think it's worse <laughs> for my for my situation. Maybe it's worse if um, he disagrees with my family, if you want me okay. to be honest. If you want me to be honest, for me personally. All good. Do I agree that yes, yeah, okay, sure, women, yes. But I know I could I could put a poker face on and get through dinner and go home and be fine. I'm not Okay, really gotcha. Mean. So we have just a little quick recap. Mm -hmm. You think the woman's worst, fighting with the woman, women, 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 non-answer, women, man. <laughs> Interesting. For me. Yeah, why my not? My man and my family. Yeah, I think it's worse if my man. I feel like you're giving a message to somebody out there right <laughs> no, now. No, I'm not giving a message. I okay. just think that, you know, for me, because I have a closest with my family, I couldn't imagine going to family dinner and my husband's argue with my mother. Like, no. Or father. That could yeah. get ugly. My father, my mother, my sister. Like, to me, that's unacceptable. Yeah. I think be a man and just let's get through dinner and go home. Well, I'll tell you something. Um, you know, sometimes in relationships, you know, there's those types of people that it's like, yeah, we need to be dating a year before you meet my parents, and it's a slow, I'm like, hey, I know I, we just banged last week, but you want to go dinner with my parents? Like, I'm that dude. I'm not. Like, come on, let's I go. I, I, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, I know, I'm a little quick. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Oh. Uh, so, so romantic. the only time that my mom was like, who's that bitch? Ooh. My mom doesn't even curse. I know. She's like, I was like, what, what do you mean? She's like, she didn't get out of the car to meet me mm. when we were there. She just sat in the car. I'm like, yeah, she's kind of shy. She's like, I don't like that girl already. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do you mean? She's a sweet girl. My mom is like, she's dead to me pretty much. And my mom don't. She's like, oh, everyone's nice. Everyone's lovely. Lo and behold. Yep. Yeah, I like this girl, but like she made no effort to like my mom. And I'm like. So I'm how not, did that I'm not going to pick you over my mom. I'm Was letting you know. Was that a quick ending? Not, like, <laughs> after that happened, did that like instantly you kind of were like turned off by her I, it was one of those things where as a guy you know Made you think. you'll give a girl a warning yeah like flare gun pff, warning you've done fucked up one time 
okay? Second time, there was a warning where I was like, yeah, uh, you went out with your friends or whatever. You said you'd be home at midnight. You're here at four in the morning. It's like, strike two, all right? And then there was a third time where I remember being in my, my apartment and I, we, we were having a little situation and, I, and she's like, well, we've been having this thing for like a year, but I'm not your girlfriend. So what's, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I'm never gonna make you my girlfriend. You have showed no girlfriend tendencies. Mm-hmm, no You've showed, as Ludacris would say, some hoe tendencies. That's why you take a hoe to a hotel. And I just, it, that's it. Now, yeah. she's 40 and single. Yikes. Yeah, oldest girl I ever dated. That's 10 years ago. I was in my early 30s at the time. But... And she was older? No, we, she was 30 and I was oh. 32, whatever it was. Oh, okay. And now she's 40 and single. Mm. And I'm like, all you had to do was get out the fucking car and say hi to my mom, bitch. You're like, what are you doing? Damn. But it, it, it's just like the writing's on the wall. And as a guy, especially the hotter the chick, you're like, ah, I'll let that go. Ah, I'll let that go. Oh, she's hot. Oh. Don't fall in love with your eyes. Yeah. You fall in love with everything else, and the eye is like, you know, 100%. the icing on the cake. Yeah, Carl? Yes. <laughs> you can say more than one word, brother. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's where a lot of men trip up. A lot of men trip up is just following their eyes, following their dick, and not really even seeing the qualities in a woman. And it actually hurts both of them, because a woman can feel when he's not really seeing her for who she is and just going with his eyes. Yeah. At the same time, he's losing out because he's going to have a hard time. There's, there's no other way than that is if you just go with looks, you're going to get beat down because you're starting the relationship showing that you don't stand for something. Yeah. And what woman can respect a man who doesn't stand for something. For sure. And then it's also one of those things like if, if all you're bringing to the table is looks. Yeah. It's interesting that none of you guys said like sex, I'm, se- I'm sexy, I'm hot. Like none of you guys said that respect. I'm going to let Sergio respond. Um, Easy to get. You know, there's a, there's the phrase like, show me a hot chick and I'll show you a, a dude that's sick of banging her. Yeah. Because guys like Baskin Robbins like multiple flavors. But <laughs> but if you're doing X, Y, Z, A, B, C, Z, everything other than just being hot, a guy will be like, you know what? Yeah, that other girl's pretty hot. Yeah, my, that girl's got a fat ass. That whole thing. But like, my girl's just too legit to quit. I can't. I, I just, she's just so dope. Hey. That I, I'm not, because I mean, breaking news, ladies, uh, guys have eyes just like you two, and they look like this, and that's just kind of you know you know, but guys will not stray from a girl who's bringing so much more to the table than just being hot. Mm-hmm. But if oh. what you're doing, all right, with the sympathy stuff, <laughs> but if what you're doing is just being hot and being like the sugar baby thing, dude, that the guy will cheat on you, no doubt. Because they'll just find another hot chick. That's easy. You're replaceable. So, well, Sergio, well, like, spit some game. I would, I would say, bro, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. For a majority of guys, like, that all is true. But the thing is, like, a lot of guys are, you know, like, uh, some people would say go for an adjustable seven. Because, you know, like, mm-hmm. she, she's, a, she's a pretty girl, but she can put makeup on and, you know, maybe go higher or lower. And that is a good way to look at it. But honestly, um, if you don't choose a girl that's a certain caliber, you're probably going to end up cheating or wanting to step out later on in the future. I really think that guys need to shoot for, especially today with social media, because social media gives everybody this think of, or this view that I can have this certain level, this certain caliber of woman. And uh, some guys are so different. Same with women too. Some women have experienced certain calibers of men that if I tell them to go down and date down, 
they're going to just give up orgasms for, for the rest of their life. You know, after one or two years, that guy's not going to hit it like the, like, like the guy that they make weight or something, you know? So, I, and it's the same for the guys. Like, I really think that you should kind of shoot up. The problem is guys don't know where to go today. The biggest issue today is guys have no, they have outer, they have no outer game. They don't know where to go, when to go, why to go, how. That's the biggest issue in dating today. Every guy would be fine and they could all have their own pretty girl that's actually a good wifey girl that will cook, clean, do all that stuff for them. If they're that guy and they also go look in the right place. But most guys go on dating apps, they go um, to clubs, to the places where you're going to run into pretty girls that are also hoes because of where they're at. Like, and it's, it's stupid. A lot of guys like sit there and play victim about all these girls are hoes. No, not all the girls are hoes. You don't know where to go. So and like you keep going to hoe avenues and then wondering why you end up fucking <laughs> Ludicrous out here. Yeah. Uh, where would you recommend that guys go then? You're saying That's that the, guy, the guys are having a, guys are having a locating problem. Yes. It's like a, in the sports it's world, sourcing. it's called scouting. Oh. All right, so it's where should men be scouting? It's all sourcing, okay? And like, I don't tell anybody where to source because that's my one secret. That is the one thing that gets guys into my mentorship is because I know a spot, I, or I know multiple spots to go that nobody else talks about. I'm the only guy in the red pill space on the internet at all that even brings this shit up. It's actually crazy because uh, there's a fuck girl tier list, okay? So like at the very top of the fuck girl tier list is like, the models, um, the girls who make money off their Instagram. Say they have hundreds of thousands of followers, million followers. The girls that are legitimately making money off of their stuff. This is the top of the fuck girl tier. This is S plus tier fuck girls, okay? Right under that, you would see like uh, the OnlyFans, strippers, something like that. They're like an S tier fuck girl. Under that, like A tier, you go down to like strippers, okay? Um, and then under that, we would say like the bartenders or the bottle girls are like B tier. There's a C tier where those girls all start out at usually. I'm not gonna tell y'all, but that's where, but those guys, what you wanna do is find those girls before they become fuck girls. You can get a girl that's beautiful and perfect and you can find them in between the ages of 18 to 25 before they get ruined by life, but most guys just don't know where to fucking go. And the next thing you know, she ends up bottle girl and then OnlyFans girl or stripper or whatever. And the next thing you know, she's already a fuck girl. And like, you can find these girls before they get to that point, but guys just don't know where to fucking go. I've done it multiple times. I've had multiple relationships and always a beautiful girl, always submissive, always woman, like womanly. And I, and I just see that. And I've tried to teach people this shit for a decade, but nobody listened to me. And now it's like, okay, I'm going to start actually teaching people who want to pay me for it. And everybody's having great success with it. It's just a matter of going to the right place, outer game. Most guys don't have outer game. So I totally understand that, you know, go to a club, you're going to find a bottle rat, club girl, everything, you go to strip club, you're going to find those types of girls. The obvious answer, and I'm not trying to, you know, reveal your secret, but yeah. people would say, you know, you go to church. No, it's you know, not You church, go to Whole Foods. Yeah. Definitely not you know, church. You're taking care of yourself. Yeah. You meet them at the gym. Yeah. You meet them at the library. Meaning like, unless, yeah. unless you places. like have yeah. a location nobody's ever heard of, it's something that you're basically saying is right under your nose. You're just not oh, going. Oh, it is. It's absolutely. I, I gave y'all all such a huge clue. I literally said, uh, like, the whole fuck girl tier list, and I said they start there. If y'all really think and sit there long enough and think about where these girls get their first job at, where they make value off of their beauty, think about it. If, I, if anybody wants to sit there and think about it in the chat, you know, really think about it. Y'all figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I've literally been doing this formula for over a decade of my life, and I've never had issues ever. Never had issues having a submissive or beautiful or anything type of woman. And don't get me wrong, I am six foot tall, but that's the only thing I ever had going for me. I was a gaming nerd most of my life. Like I'm skinny. I just started going to the gym recently. Like I'm not, I'm not, I've never had like certain characteristics that made it easy for me with women. I just went to the right place. And have you always had, like you, you handle yourself very confidently and I wouldn't necessarily associate a skinny gaming nerdy guy, whatever with <laughs> confidence. And where'd that come from for you? Oh man, that's just my family. I have 
two, I came from two, like my parents divorced when I was young, but my father is an amazing, successful entrepreneur, like very smart guy. My mom also, my stepfather's the same, my stepmother's the same. Like I came from, I had two awesome families to just pick up the greatest traits of all time from. And on top of that, I have four amazing sisters. I was raised around nothing but women. Mm. I have a baby mother. Um, I, I have, I've had multiple girlfriends. I'm very much around women my whole life. My whole friendship, my whole life was women. I had nothing but women as my friends up until probably two or three years ago when I met the guys that started up in my, in my podcast. Um, for the most part, I've never trusted a lot of men. I've never had a lot of friends groups of men. I've always had friend groups of women. Why and have that's you not why trusted I have men? Confidence. Huh? Why have you not trusted men? Men uh, can, I mean, they'll take your girl, they'll rob you. There's a lot of bad stuff. Like if you're around the wrong types of men, they will just completely destroy your life. Just like how if you're around the wrong type of woman, she'll destroy your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. So like, and, and I would say like, I have a lot of good like friends from high school and stuff like that, but they're not entrepreneurial. They're not trying uh -huh. to better their lives or anything like that. They're just norm, normal people. So, but when you're constantly seeking people that are trying to better their life or trying to do better, trying to make up over people, oh yeah, you're going to run into bad business partners, mm -hmm. um, uh, people that want what you have, want the girls that you have. Yeah, yeah that's like that always comes whenever you're a guy that has anything that other men want. Sergio, very interesting. Yeah, um, yeah I'd like to say one that, thing on that. Yeah, I'm going to come to you in a second. I'm going to cool. say one thing. I was literally coming to you because um, I'm the exact opposite. I got the homies. I, yeah. I mean, I my dudes, my boys, since I got my elementary school friends, I got my middle school friends, I got the high school friends, I got the guys I played football with, guys I played sports with, the guys got my first job, the fraternity, bagatainment, like I'm that dude that just has tons of guy friends mm -hmm. and a handful of girlfriends. There's a bunch of girls that I'm cool with, but like there's like three, four, five, six girls that's like, those are, the, those are the homies. So like, who were you in 10th grade? In 10th grade, um, I was a late bloomer in puberty. Um, I actually like stopped going to high school because I had such a bad bullying issue. I got in lots of fights in gym uh, to the point where like I was getting blamed for it even though I was the smaller guy and stuff. Um, my parents pulled me out, uh, sent, sent me to a homeschooling thing. I started getting heavily in the church. Um, I, yeah, I, I, didn't, I had a big group of gaming friends. I went to Halo tournaments from the age of 13 to 15, traveled to MLG Orlando, MLG um, Anaheim, MLG uh, uh, Meadowlands, um, MLG Dallas. I was going to, I was one of the top Halo players in Dallas at the time for my age of only 13 years old. I was destroying everybody. So it was like, I was, I definitely have friend groups of men, whether there were mentors at my church that were men around me, um, leaders, um, whether it was my gaming group of friends. I've always had groups of friends that were men, but I'm going to prioritize my female friends. I don't know why I always constantly did that. Maybe because I had four sisters and two mothers. I was growing up in a hair salon and stuff. Maybe it's because I'm just used to being around women that I'm comfortable that way, but that's just what I like. That's what I've always done. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to hang out with my homies and I love to, I love my guy friends, but there's just something about women that makes me feel whole. That's all it is. I respect. So last, um, like not pushback, but I'm just, I'm, that's it. I've never oh, heard dude, that you're answer. You're more welcome to push back as much yeah, as you want. Yeah, all good. Bro. I'm the best at debating but, my points. But you're, you're now tight with guys. Oh, yeah. I, like I said, I've always been tight with men. My whole, my whole success in my business or anything has always been rela relying on the fact that I'm successful with men. But I prioritize women. Gotcha. I definitely, like, if I had to choose one day of who I'm going to go hang out with, with a group of guys to chill and play video games with, or some girls to go hang out with, or something, I'm going to choose the girls. Well, Every time. Uh, uh, not a hard answer for me. Do I want to go hang out with the girls <laughs> or play video games with these fucking dorks? I'm going to go hang out with the girls. But I'll say this, and I'm glad that you're kind of like, yeah, I'm cool with guys. If there's a guy out there, this is not about you. This is just a message to people. And you got no guy friends? Mm -hmm. Like, something's up. Oh, a thousand percent. Something's right. up. Yeah. 
If you're a guy, yeah, I just, I don't have any guy friends. I just hang out with the girls. You're gay. You need balance. Or you got some major personal growth development issues to work on. A guy, and it's, the decline in male friendship has gone less and less and less. It used to be like, you know, 50% of guys had six close friends in 1990, but now in 2020 and, and beyond, I think guys have like two close friends. And like, uh, there's a, also a stat where I think less than, 4% of men had zero friends in 1990, mm -hmm. and now 13% of men have zero friends, and that's a major problem. Brotherhood will hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll make sure that you're doing the right thing, and your circle of friends, who you hang out with, is super important you're, for a guy. Adam, show me I, a guy I, that doesn't have guy friends. I'll show you a guy with some major but, problems. But Adam, I got to push back really hard yeah. on that because we know this. Like, you know this, too. Most men ain't shit today, though. Most men are fucking lame and whack, and they don't got, they're literally sitting at home playing video games, living in their mom's basement or whatever, especially my generation. Yeah. I'm 32. A lot of my friends and younger, if they didn't move out, they were still living with their parents for years and stuff. It's a bunch of losers, man. Like, I would have loved to be hanging out with some of my guys and stuff, but most of them were fucking losers. To find men that actually are on their shit, on their caliber, trying to be entrepreneurs, trying to start business, trying to do these things, bro, it's, it's, a, it, it's, it's hard to find. If I would have found those guys early on, if like the guys that I do all my shit with now, that yeah. are like my boys, Oh, dude, I would have been doing this shit 10 years ago. Like, my sales team, everything that we've built and shit, dude, I would have done this 10 years ago if I would have found these guys with this mentality. But to find these guys, bro, it took, you know, finding, get on the internet, like, meeting people with like minds and stuff. Yeah. Man, this was, it was an all-timing thing. I couldn't have done this 10 years ago. Sergio, I'm so glad we're having this conversation right now because it might be a sign of the times. Mm -hmm. I don't, dude, I'm 10 years older than you. Yeah. I was always involved in sports. I had the boys, the homies, like, everything. I, don't get me wrong, I hung out with girls. And I would hang out with the guys to go get girls. I mean, that's kind of our thing. But it's becoming more common, more prevalent. So I actually appreciate what you're saying mm -hmm. is that guys are becoming softer, have no game. They're pussies. They're sitting at home. They're jerking off all day. They're playing video games. They're not getting out into the real world. And yep. COVID didn't help. Yep. So everything you're saying is totally true. So for you young guys out there, make sure you got some homies. Make sure you got some friends. Out of the and house. On their well, shit get out well there. I'm really curious. So, so okay, you were you found that it wasn't the best to put yourself in those male situations because of the manner in which a lot of those guys conducted themselves. So, what were you deriving from your relationship with women that was beneficial versus what you saw going into those male environments? Does that make sense? And also, one other thing, side note, begs the question: Can men and women truly be friends? Because this is a huge mm. debate. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people have a point of contention with Thank this. Thank you, Amy. So. It's my it's my biggest thing I talk about on the show. Um, I don't think men and women can be friends. I think that I am a unicorn. I think that there's very few guys that can do it, mm. and even I could slip up. Right. Okay. So like, I that's why I say no guys can actually do it. I really preach against uh, women, men and women being friends. What did you ask for the first time though? You said like, why What did would, you derive yeah, from your so, friendships with so, women versus those male environments? Yeah, so um, like I would say that if we're, it was just a comfort thing. I, I can take it back to that simply and it's probably based off of some type of attachment uh, issues based with my mothers or my sisters or like me being around women so much in my life. It's probably based off something from my childhood okay. like that that made me comfortable because that's just what I was used I to. I was gonna ask you, did you have sisters and I know you said your parents got divorced. Did you mostly grow up in your mother's household uh it was, it was it was it was almost split halfway okay. and then uh i, I was with my stepsisters you. more after i was like 14 15 i moved to my dad's understand so i'm kind of like that unicorn as well and so is my ex so he grew up he basically raised his youngest sisters and grew up mostly in his mother's household and he has always been able to relate to girls in a way where like they literally a couple girls even though he displays no gay 
characteristics, women will oftentimes ask him if he's gay just because of the way he's able to relate to them, get along with he them. Talk, he more. probably talks very uh, feminine in a way, I it, guess it, you could sometimes, say. Sometimes, like, it's just a relatability aspect from being able to raise his younger sisters. And for me, I'm kind of like a unicorn in the sense of, like, I've always been at a very high level in business. The last several years especially, it's kind of a boys' club. And so Especially I, sales, yeah. For mm -hmm. sure. And so it's like I kind of have that rare unicorn ability. So when I first got into these red pill spaces, I used to debate to say, no, men and women can be friends. But I'm starting to come to the realization that you can't base the generalization of that statement off of your own personal experience, especially mm -hmm. if you are. I feel like I'm a bit of a unicorn in that regard, yeah. too. Great sure. point by Amy. Carl, I'll come right to you. I'll say one thing. Uh, for a guy out there, Yes, men and women can be friends, but I think if you actually want to be that dude, you need to be the guy putting the girls in the friend zone. Yes. Exactly. Do not be that dude that gets thousand put percent. in the friend zone. Thousand percent. So, like, I'll meet a bunch of girls. I mean, I have a bar in Miami. I've been around in the nightlife scene. I do all this. How you doing? Boom. You just got friend zone, bitch. Like, uh, to your face. Like, meaning, I'm putting it out there. What's I'm up, not, homie? What's up, homie? <laughs> yeah, for real. But occasionally, like, you know, that you... <laughs> There's a girl that you're like, right, I'm not. I'm not trying to be your friend. So, so I just learn. tell you that. So actually, like my strategy is based around the prettier she is, the more I'm friend zoning her, because mm -hmm. because that's going to give me more access to yes. pre-selection and even mm -hmm. more women around me. Michael Sartain like, says this. Yes, yes. Uh, Sartain, me, shout out on me, that. Me, yeah, me, and Michael, me and Michael are really close. But whenever I first got into the podcast stuff nine months ago, when I first started my podcast, I thought I was the only one who talked about being friends with women. And then somebody sent me a clip of Michael Sartain about mm -hmm. three months in, and I was like, damn, there's somebody yeah. else doing this he, motherfucker. He gets it. He's well, that's why in this whole space I've bonded with Sartain for sure mm -hmm. we go out in Vegas we have a great time we go out in Miami have a great time and there we are there's pictures of like we went to the white party it's me him and like 400 women and we're just friend zoning them all <laughs> but then at the end of the night he went home with his girl and I went home with another mm -hmm. girl and but friend zone last mm -hmm. thing that you said Amy um, I also don't trust women that only have guy friends right yes I'm not singling you out, nor am I singling Sergio out. If I meet a girl, she's like, yeah, we're going to go out with my friends. We're all going to hang out. And we show up. And it's all dudes. To the party, it's seven dudes. Like, what up, bro? I'm like, no. these are your friends? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm just like one of those. I'm just like a guy's girl. It's like, oh, you're oh, getting no. banged out, girl. Like, that is who you are. There, show me a girl that doesn't have girlfriends. Mm -hmm. I'll show you a girl with problems. Right. Show me a guy that doesn't have guy friends. I'll show you a dude with problems. That's how it works. I do believe that men and women can be friends, but it's few and far between that's how you play the game you Carl have have I know boundaries. you're trying to weigh in Carl yeah there's a lot on your mind right now <laughs> a lot of say? so everything you're saying I think is the importance of the inner game like no doubt the outer game where you go is important but if you're a guy who isn't that guy it's just not gonna work out Facts, um, yeah. in general if you're a guy who goes to a club to look for your girlfriend you're a beta like if that's what you're trying to do yeah. that's just not it because if you're a guy that's going to going the, to the club looking for a girlfriend specifically for a girlfriend yeah. Meaning there's a difference I, between a guy going to the club just trying to get some action. Yeah, have that's fun. your intention. That's what you want to do. If you're, you're going like, that. I'm going to go find a girlfriend in the club tonight. So <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> believe me, a lot of guys actor. do that. I, mm -hmm. I know yeah, a lot of insane. men who do that. And it shows that you cannot create your own frame of the world. You cannot create powerfully and invite women into a life that's different, that you're just going to go along and be submissive to the life that's given to you. So that's the first thing. And you talk about a lot of guys like being worthless and not being worth being friends with. That's where we are in 2023, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, a lot of these men 
have that desire to be strong, to be masculine, to be confident within them. They're just a little too submissive to our society that that doesn't exist. So they're just gonna stay in the superficial, talk sports, talk beer, go to strip clubs, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I've created spaces for thousands of men where we come in community and we do the deeper level shit. Done it in six different countries. And What's I the can't, deeper level shit? The deeper Mindset. level shit is accessing, I mean, firstly, accessing your pain, accessing where you're being suppressed, where you're suppressing yourself, where you're shutting up, where you need to speak the fuck up. Mm -hmm. and where you're just not being the fullest, most primal version of the masculine animal that you are. Mm -hmm. And um, going through the pain of what's been suppressed and then opening up what is inside, what was given to us primally and instinctually. Mm -hmm. And we do that through, it's all through practice. It's not a conversation. It's through mind work. It's through mm -hmm. nervous system work. It's through emotional work. And we, we don't teach men how to be masculine. We bring it out within them because we were fucking born with it. Amen. And the one it thing I'll the say- the inside is what you're saying. And absolutely. Then inner game the whole reason we are where we are is because social conditioning. That's it. It's, it's the media, it's the powers that be. They're creating these narratives that this is what it's like to be a man. And those narratives are separating us from our actual nature. And what that's doing is that's really causing the whole mental health issue with men. Mm -hmm. The mental awesome. health no, issue really with men is men being separated from their nature, just like the mental health issue mm -hmm. with women is being separated from their emotional nature. And that's yeah. something that's been an issue for women for decades. Yeah. And I just wanna finish up one thing real quick. And I think that a lot of these men in, in my circles have come in and just, it's been the best day of their life to see that you can connect at this depth, that you can be that. So it's not that men don't have it in them, it's unfortunately that they're waiting for permission to bring it out. And that's where the masculine leaders of the world need to give that permission by creating those spaces to bring mm -hmm. it out because it's, we have it within us. It's just we're, we're climbing an uphill battle right now. Yeah, and there's not enough examples of men that are willing to show that inner game and show, like, shout uh, uh, to MLD, you know, like, he's taught me a lot about inner mm -hmm. game, honestly. And, like, yeah, a lot of men are scared to do that. We need more leaders that are willing to speak on inner game and say you can talk about your emotions. Start, you know, these groups where we can talk about ourselves and our inner stuff that's going on because you cannot love somebody else if you don't love yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why there's so many relationship issues because people are so fucked up inside mm -hmm. themselves. How can you ever love somebody else? So true. Like like the, the accountability issues on both sides. There's, it's men and it's, women. It's very interesting you say that. And then, Carl, I want to come back to you. And then, Carl, I do these Manect calls. Okay, and any any time I reference a call, I'm never gonna say anybody's name. I get on a call with a guy, good-looking dude, sharp, handsome, well-spoken, and I'm I always preface it like, yo, no homo, but like you got it going on, brother. What's up? He's like, dude, I look in the mirror, I do not like what I see. They don't feel at like all. I'm like, what do you what do you mean? Like you like I'm looking at you for the first time. And I'm like fixing my hair. I'm like, how am I looking for this dude? Like, I'm like, I'm like, you're that dude. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel that way. I'm like, that's so interesting because judging from the outside, I'm like, dude, this guy, you're a cool, you're, you're a good looking brother. And he's just like, nah, I've never, and, and I'm literally, I've done multiple calls with this guy and I've seen his confidence grow because sometimes you just need to, you sometimes you need somebody to pour into you, yeah. right? To be like, hey bro, you got this. What's, I mean, what happened? And there was pain and trauma and issues just down there. And it, it's for everything, guys and girls. And it, it just, it, you, it is possible for improvement. And, it, and that's an obvious statement, but sometimes guys just need to hear that, right? 
Uh, Carl, if you could sum up what you stand for, I know that, that, you, that this is something that is near and dear for you. Mm-hmm. What would that be, if you could sum that up? Me personally or for? Yeah, like what you do for men. Yeah. I stand for men being capable, being confident, um, men who really lead with integrity and love in their heart. I think we live in a world where there's a lot of men who have so much scarcity that they're trying to take every time they get into power, every time they have opportunity. So men who are really living and leading with their heart to make the world better from their strength and their power, to not only be respected, but to protect those more vulnerable. And yeah, I want to live in a world where men make it safe for women to be feminine. For me, I'm a feminist, but not a feminist. Because this starts with the men. You understand. This starts with the men. What does he he understand, Carol? About about the feminine in the guys. It's gone. I were talking about this in another podcast, you remember? And the guys was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So clarify that. You're saying that you're a... Say say what you just said. You're not a feminist, but you're... I'll give an example. Yeah. So basically, we're in a time right now where everyone's talking about how masculinity is getting suppressed in men, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, for decades, no doubt. it's been the same thing for women where femininity has been suppressed because femininity is emotionality, femininity is vulnerability, femininity is love, care, nurturing. Yeah. And how many times have you had buddies, or maybe you've done this yourself, where you're in a relationship and you're like, man, she's not making sense, she's up in her feelings, she's being crazy. There's many psychological conditions which are not even psychological conditions. They're yeah, just the a answer woman, to that is every They're just a woman being a woman, you know? <laughs> yeah. And... Um, Instead of stepping on that and trying to get women to come to our logical problem-solving level, which we do very well as men, instead, if we had built the emotional intelligence, the depth into intuition to to meet women at their level of communication, we can create a dialogue that works. And I believe that if you rewind maybe 40 years ago when everyone's like, oh, it's overly masculine, overly that, the answer was not to make men less masculine. The answer was to get women, to, men to be a little bit more operating in depth and understanding a woman's language. I'm not saying you have to be emotional as a man and be crying. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, for as far as you need to, you do it. But I'm saying to be able to speak and communicate to the language of the feminine. And the more that that's not happening, the more that it's not safe for a woman to be feminine. And literally, the reason why everything has happened the way it's happening right now with the masculinization of women, and I think men need to be held accountable for this, is we place so much value on masculine qualities, right? You always saw a man and a woman in a nuclear family, and the man made the money, won, was a winner, made shit happen, you know, created that. And then the women brings the value of the heart, the soul, the playfulness, the love, Mm -hmm. all of the things these ladies said, which I agreed with. And value isn't placed on the femininity. Value has always been placed on the masculinity. Mm -hmm. And then women are sitting there being like, vulnerability gets me screwed. I look crazy. Everyone calls me crazy. And now all of a sudden, guess what? We got men competing against men. Yeah. So if I can sum up what I just heard, correct me if I'm wrong. A man shouldn't be feminine. He should understand the feminine side. And a woman shouldn't be masculine or try to be a man, she should just try to understand the masculine side. It's all about understanding and communication as Natalia's nodding her pretty little face out there, like, yes, I tell you this all the time. But, 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 but are, but you, yes. are, are you saying that it's men's fault? I gotta, I gotta ask though, like, like yeah. would you say it's more men's fault though? 
I don't want to say the word fault, but I will say that men are the ones who lead everything. So we have led every war, we have led every transformation, we have led everything. Yeah. I, just want to I, 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 I don't thing. agree, but like the thing is, like we always put, we always push down the men. But like uh, the biggest part of my show, the reason why I do Purple Pill Pod is because I bring these women on, and the number one takeaway that I want them to walk away with from the end of the show is look back to Adam and Eve. Okay, why was Eve the one who took the bite of the fruit? Why was she? Why is the story specifically her? that fell to temptation. The reason why is because when women fall to temptation, the whole world falls out of loop, out of connection with nature. We mm -hmm. all fall out of symbiosis if the woman falls. Only if the woman falls, okay? So I teach women to keep their fucking legs closed. Now I know that sounds horrible, but that's how I directly say it. And because if I can keep women to keep their legs closed, what happens to Tyrone, Edgar, and Chad? What do they gotta do now mm -hmm. if if, if you keep your legs closed, what do those three fuckers have to do to be able to get a woman? They got to get out of their mom's basement, don't they? They got to go get a good job, don't they? They got to go do stuff to get sex then, don't they? So we make men better if we tell women to keep their legs closed. And a lot of people don't like when I say that stuff, but I got a lot, oh, I got a lot that backs it up to prove that if women did that, we make men better. Like, shout out to Fresh and Fit, shout out to all the coaches that help men and stuff. I want everybody to help men the best as possible, for sure. Don't stop doing it. But I'm gonna save men indirectly by saving the women. I'll stop them from doing something, and in return, I'm gonna make better men. It's so a formula to me. How often do you think that women hear your message? Because hear me out for a sec. Good question. Because I feel like men are more coachable. Mm -hmm. Hey bro, a thousand percent. if you wanna make yep. more money, you need to do this. If you wanna get more chicks, you need to do this. If you wanna improve your life, you need to do this. You need to get your ass in the gym, you need to do this. All right, boss, I got you. All right, cool. Hey, ladies, if you want to get the man of your dreams, if you want to have everything going on in your life, if you want to have everything perfect, man, I don't want to listen to that. Like, they're not as coachable. So you talk about how, you know, women close your legs. Adam and Eve, which resonates very closely with me, being that I'm Adam, respect, Eve, what you doing? <laughs> but also, like, Dave Chappelle would do jokes where it's like, it also supply and demand issue. The price of pussy has plummeted, you know, as he would say. <laughs> it's too easy. It's for free. It's for sale. It's out there. Mm -hmm. Women's body counts is every at all-time high, mm -hmm. whereas a generation ago, it's like a man actually had to work to get that girl, mm -hmm. work his ass off, and he got her. Oh, my God, it was a big deal. Now mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, this girl's got a 30, 40, 50, 100 body counts. Like, yeah, it's one of those things. It's a supply and demand issue, which comes down to economics, and yeah. that's why I think you, it's, it's smart that you're like, the source of the problem is actually the woman. So all the men's help are helping men, respect. Let me try to, Let me push a blue ocean a strategy direction. and go to, go to the women. Yeah. So my question indirectly was, how many women that hear your message actually change their lifestyle? That's an amazing, that's a great question because it's one of the things I like to keep track of on my show. One of the biggest things about my podcast, it's a pod class. I want people to come to class. I want them to learn. And when most of the girls that come are return guests. I've had some girls come on five, six, seven times. They want to learn evolutionary psychology. They want to learn about the intersexual dynamics of men and women. I read a lot of books from big authors on certain relationship advice for minorities so then I can help these women specifically. And I would say about 10 to 20% um, come back uh, up to 10, 20, 30% come back, actually resonate and fully change their life, five to 10% maybe. But my thing is, I said this when I first started the show, I said, even if I have a one or 2% rate of changing women, I don't care. I'm still going to do this. I'm still going to put all my effort into it because even that number is changing the world one step at a time. And like the problem is nobody's trying at all. I'm yeah. going to try at least when nobody's doing nothing, I'm at least going to do something. And, and so th this is going to be sort of like 
on the surface a backhanded compliment, so I'm prefacing it. Good luck, brother. Oh, no. Because oh, no. if your success rate is 1, 2, 5, 10%, respect to you. You're doing a great thing. I got to yeah. tell you, man, if, if 95% of the men that I was giving advice to tuned me out, I do it. That's it. Hang up my oh, cleats. Dude, I'm done. It, it's hard, but you got to think about it. How many lives am I changing, though? Say only, say of the 150 or so girls that came on the show, say I've only changed five of their lives fully. I, I've already had some girls get married and fully change their life fully get married and everything just from mm -hmm. coming on the show within the past nine months, okay? Say just three or four of them have a family, end up having five kids. Those five kids each end up having two, three kids. I'm literally building families. I'm literally creating families with what I'm saying. I really believe in the butterfly effect. I really believe that you could start something right now that's gonna have huge waves later on. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I can see it. I don't care if other people can't fucking see it. Well, I respect see to it. you, bro. Yeah. Absolute respect. Yeah. Natalia, and, yeah. oh, real quick, Natalia's got a couple things that she's gotta do, and we'll open up back to the panel. Okay, uh, cool. By the way, great conversation right there, guys. Give yeah, yourself a little it. round of applause. That's fine, I mean, that's fine. Thank you. Go ahead. It's the sauce cast, baby. Okay, well, thank you guys for the super chats. I'm gonna go through them because I know we wanna go through some exciting stories. I'm gonna go through them backwards from now to the beginning. First, we had a KOV 12 times 12. The bottom line is men and women have specific roles in life. Everyone had a role in life. People don't know their role. I would love to live like Bill Gates, but I don't have his money, nor uh, know, know your role. Then we have TRC, shout out to you. He said, have lots of babies. Uh, then we have Mr. World. Shout out to you for the big super chat. We appreciate you. He said, much love to the sauce cast. My man, Sergio, you've grown up so much, and it's only the future uh, further up from here. Uh, P to the moon. Let's fucking go. Uh, then we have uh, Alex. Shout out to you for the biggest super chat. Uh, he said, Sergio, uh, keep doing big things. Dallas stand up. Hashtag PPP. $100. We love that. Awesome, bro. That's Thank what's you. up, bro. Uh, then we have uh, Joe Nicole. Give me some. Uh, give me anyone but Adam22's wife. Uh, then we have Eric G. He said, shout out to my guy Sergio. Used to be a fat, awkward loser. His coaching completely changed my life. Uh, hashtag <laughs> PPP. Go, boys. Uh, then we have another big super chat, uh, Doc Matt Rostami, MD. Shout out to you. Uh, he said, shout out to the Purple Pill Podcast, host Sergio. It's always a pleasure to come on the pod and have productive conversation with ladies. A lot of these other red pill guys just want to dunk on women, but Sergio's out here trying to make a real difference. Uh, then we have It's Ramar, uh, shout, uh, showing all love from the way from Dallas, Texas with the Purple Pill Pod, wishing success and blessings on everyone tonight. Let's have a great conversation. And then we have the last one from Happy calling me out. He said, I don't have much to say about the podcast, but I hope I'm not the only one who caught Natalia doing a selfie when the camera changed over. <laughs> I was checking my hair, but thank you for that, Happy. I'm very happy. <laughs> cool. Real quick, let's go to the next story. There's a couple stories to go to. If I cut anybody off, because there's like four or five more stories I want to get to. Mm -hmm. And that was an awesome conversation, but it took an hour. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> which was great. So, um, this is a story that we don't typically cover because this is an anomaly. Finally. Where a woman is paying the husband alimony. So we're all familiar with Mary J. Blige, real love. I'm talking about that. Well, uh, turns out the real love uh, was a fake love, like mm -hmm. Drake talks about, and now she's preaching about real life because she has to pay $30,000 a month Jeez. in alimony to her ex-husband, Kendu Isaacs, right? So they, they, they divorced uh, in 2018, but she's making these alimony payments. And she revealed it on my good buddy's podcast, um, Earn Your Leisure. So um, here, let's play that clip. I believe we have a clip of her from the podcast. 
prenup. Get a prenup. Because I didn't have one. And that's why I, was in, I ended up having to just give everything away because it's so, let me just speak, it's so whack right now that men, you know, can come at you and get, and, and, you know, you know and, and get alimony. So when I was getting a divorce, I was like, you mean to tell me I gotta pay him? And he cheated and he lied and he stole, and you, you know, not to get all petty, but you know what I'm saying? I, you mean I gotta pay him for cheating and lying on, on, on to me and ruining my life? So yeah, and, and, and the law is you have to, you know? So I say get a prenup, cover yourself up, uh, get a prenup. Okay. Thanks. Huh. So she's giving advice to get a prenup. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. hmm. So what I would like to do is, uh, so she's paying $30,000 a month in alimony. Okay, that's when you have to pay your ex-spouse money, spousal support, to live the life that they're accustomed to living. Uh, so my question to you guys, ladies, is, uh, let's let the ladies go first and the gentlemen. This prenup advice, is this good advice or bad advice? So just say good or bad and then follow up what percentage, best guess, of alimony payments is the men paying the women versus the women paying the men? Do you understand what I'm saying? Prenup, good advice, bad advice. What percentage of the alimony payments is the man paying the woman or the woman paying the man? Rissa, go ahead. Prenup, good or bad idea, and what percentage? I think it's good advice, and I think the percentage of men paying women is probably 85%. 85%? 90, maybe. Okay. Gotcha. Caro, prenup. Good idea, bad idea, and what percentage of alimony payments? Prenup is a good idea because you can organize everything before to get married and because you always have, like, you always are knowing your your couple, your your husband, your wife, and you don't know what is going on in the future. So it's always too good to do a, a prenup. Okay. And about the percentage. The percentage, I think, thirty percent. Thirty percent what? Yeah, of the alimony. Meaning, who's paying thirty and who's paying seventy? The guy pay. The guy have to give thirty percent of your income to the girl. To no, the, not percentage to the wife. of income. Okay, so if there's a hundred couples that get divorced, how many of the times is it the man making the alimony payments, and how many times is it the woman? Hundred couples. Talking how many times? Mm. So you're saying thirty times it's the man paying. So I mean it's seventy percent the woman paying. No, I am talking about the percentage of your income. No, not percentage of income. Amount of times that it happens. 100 couples get divorced. How many times is the woman paying the man? How many times is the man paying the woman? No, like you say, 80%. You're saying it's 80? The, the man's, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Nat, you have the stat real quick? Yeah. Don't put it yet. Shay, prenups, good idea, bad idea. What percentage? Sad to say, I think prenup would be a good idea because you don't know what's going to happen and a lot of men do have infidelity and a bunch of issues down the road. And I would say 
probably like a good 90 of men are actually paying alimony. 90? Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's high. Sergio, prenup, you're with your girl right now. Yeah. yeah your I'll podcast wait. is blowing up. Oh. Life's good. <laughs> Used to be a video game skinny nerd. Look at you, confident, swaggied out. Are you getting a prenup? A thousand percent, yes. You should also get the big five personality test. There's a few things that you should do before you get married, for sure. And What's the personality about, test, you said? Yeah, fi uh, the, big five. the big five. The big, big five. five, yeah, yeah. That's what everybody should do. And you should go talk to a lawyer in your city as well to know your laws in your state. Um, but, uh, uh, no, I definitely think it's probably like 95% male men paying. It's a high number. It's, it's, wow. it's either 95, okay. 97. So I'm probably pretty All right. High. Amy, yeah, you're a beautiful agree. girl. You meet a successful guy, he's like, yeah, Amy, we're getting prenups. What do you say? I would understand just because of the way that society and culture is nowadays. Uh, I do, I think that, you know, it just depends on the dynamic of the relationship, though. And uh, Destiny has actually brought up this point to me, and I had to admit he kind of had a point. If, if a man is asking a woman to give up her entire career, uh, you know, just stay back for the livelihood of the children to, you know, help you know, preserve the family unit, and then he leaves her for somebody else, and she is left with nothing, and she is, you know, sacrificed years and years, all of a sudden she doesn't have skills, she does not have accolades, she does not have a resume to get back out there. I see in those instances where it would be unfortunate, yet I'm still kind of leaning to what you guys are saying where I understand why it would be necessary. So far as the percentage, uh, I believe it's like 30%, 30% of the time alimony is awarded in general, of that 30%, maybe, you're probably right, I'd say about 5% is probably the, the woman paying. But when does it gotcha. become her responsibility to get those things in order, even though she is helping care for the children? Like, why is it the man's responsibility to pay for the things that she didn't do in the past that could have set her up for success That's if that did occur? That's why I said occur? it depends on the dynamic of the relationship. So if he says, I want you to not work, and I want you to just stay at home, and you're pure, we're having a tradcon lifestyle, right? And yeah. you're just going to raise the children. In those instances, I do see... I see where there's a little bit of nuance there in the discussion yeah. versus the blanket statement of, oh, everybody should get a prenup. I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that. But if I did have to give a yes or no answer, I do agree with yeah. what you guys are saying. Uh, but are, are we assuming like exactly what's in this? Because the thing is, like, all of them are different. Like, you can go to a lawyer and have it done how you want it to be done. So, like, say, like, y'all just want it to be done a certain way where you get X amount. All you're doing is you're making it to where y'all are deciding what's going to happen when y'all break up versus the judge deciding. So there's nothing wrong with the prenup. It's just sometimes we assume that that means, oh, that means she's getting nothing or she's only getting this much. It's like, y'all are deciding together. You Like, she should get a good lawyer. He should get a good lawyer. Mm -hmm. And y'all make a good decision together instead of the judge deciding because right. the judge is another person in the government who fuck him anytime you get the government are. involved not a good look yeah, yeah, and sometimes I, mean, I don't want to reveal the answer but a lot of times <laughs> let's say this is the problem with getting married young when you both have no money and more often than not it's the guy who get, becomes successful you're 24 you're 22 you don't know you both have no money Boom, guy becomes an entrepreneur, makes tens of millions of dollars, wife's at home, whatever, they've been together for 10, 15 years, Steven Crowder, and all of a sudden, you know, she's not feeling the marriage anymore. Oh, I didn't have any money when I got married. Boom, no prenup. Your 20 million just went down to 10, no problem. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Like, so me, 42, money, life's good. I don't care how hot and dope she is. She's not signing a prenup. It's just not happening. I'm not going to lose oh. my business empire because mm -hmm. Monica over here just wasn't feeling me anymore. 
Anyway, okay, so uh, Carl, go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's firstly, keep the government out of it. There's, there's no reason to have them involved. And for me personally, I'm at a point where, you know, I know if a girlfriend is giving up her career, is giving up something to be with me, to support me. You got to So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of her when we break up, you know? And that can be built into a prenup. Right. Yeah. Like anything can be yeah. built into it, a prenup. It can be, but I trust myself to do the right thing, and I would rather keep the government out of it. If most men are able to do that, that's what I would advise. But if your ego is going to get hit and all of a sudden the, you know, the whole drama thing plays out, then obviously there's some holes in that argument. But and what percentage of times do you think it's the man paying versus the woman I have paying? no idea, but I would go 98. 98? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> just We're just going up, up and up and up and up and up. All right. Interesting. Um, okay. You're next. Zainab. I think prenup is a great idea because it keeps the guy and the girl like both are safe. Um, also, I just think, like, for example, as a woman, um, this if you're... This flies the worst right now. I mean, <laughs> feel free to kill this thing. It's just attracted to me. It's high-quality yeah. camera. see it every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, yeah. if your husband dies, um, I feel like a prenup is a good idea because then, like, you know what amount you have to support yourself. Or if, you know, something happens, he runs into an accident or something. Similarly, for a man as well, if he's successful and... Maybe she cheats or something bad happens. Like, he definitely should be able to, like, save his income or, like, money, business that he was sweating to, you know, make mm -hmm. that up. Um, also, I do think, like, I don't know why people get so offended by the term prenup because, like, um, years ago, like, this stuff was still there. For example, Islamically, mm -hmm. when you get married, there is, like, terms and conditions you put down. And this term prenup now is, like, more familiar however like islamically like my mom and dad did that terms of conditions where the guy if something bad happens you know he pays his wife or like the wife can put down terms and conditions so i don't think it's anything to get offended it's it builds trust if anything mm -hmm. and i do think that um 70 percent men pay more alimony 70 percent by the way these these guys in Islam, they're, they're on to something. I, don't, I think that religion's catching on a little bit. I think they just surpassed Christianity as the most popular religion in the world. Nope, Christ is king. What's that? I said, nope, Christ is king. Yeah, I mean, this isn't that type of show. I did I'm, go just, to I'm, a sorry, I'm sorry, I, just, I had to. I Everybody hold, hold hands Debate. here. Let's pray real quick. No, I do love Christians. I did go to a Christian school in Pakistan, so... I feel like, you know, it's love and respect. <coughs> I'll just roll in. All right, guys, yeah. we don't need a holy war or jihad out here. Everyone just have a good time out here. All right, have a fun. So very interesting. Can I, can I, we reveal the stats. Pull up that link. Yeah. I'm going to tell you where to click because I don't know if you know where to click. No. This stat, scroll down a little bit. Scroll down. And it says, hold on, you went too fast. You're going too far. Hold on, baby. Right. What is the percentage? <laughs> no? Yeah, right there. What is the percentage? 40%. No, no, that's not it. Sorry, wrong one. That's not it. <laughs> Who is most likely to get alimony? There it is. If you earn less than your ex-spouse and you have met other qualifications. No, nope, that's not it. Come on, now. There it is. There it is. Where it is right there. 98%. Man, I was off by a little bit. We were a little <laughs> off on finding the stats, but that's the stat. Read that, please. Uh, oh, my God. No, yes. oh divorced my God. women are more likely than No, just men read the to top thing, please, Nat. <laughs> is okay. that for 2023, though? Is that, like, up to date? That's divorce. Crazy. This part? Yes. Divorce women? 
Nearly 98% of people receiving alimony are, are women. women. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So she said 85%. I'm like, oh, she's high. All right. Caro, she had a little math issue out there, but she figured it out. She said 85%. <laughs> Shay, you threw, you said 90. Sergio was up there at 95. 95. Yeah. 98, you hit the nail on the head, and you were the lowest number, I believe, yeah. and you said 70. 98% of the time. So with all due respect to my friend Mary J. Blige out there, she's like, get a prenup. I can't believe this shit's happening out there. How can somebody just take your money? Uh, Mary J. Blige, let me give you some real love, baby girl. Welcome to the man's world. Welcome to how men think. Welcome to what men are concerned about. But she's not a and man. I, She's I see what? why women do it. Not a man. I get it now. Yeah, no shit, Nat. That's my <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Nat, with the obvious statement of the day. Shush. You're welcome. So here's the deal: uh, the frustration that Mary J. Blige is publicly announcing on the Earn Your Leisure podcast. Great podcast. Awesome dudes. Respect. That frustration. Okay. That I can't believe this is happening. Oh my God, what is going on right That's what men fear. That's what men's fear is today, that 98% of the time, if you don't get a prenup, you're gonna be having to pay. It's a um, legitimate concern. Is that globally, sorry to interrupt, is that globally or is it in the US? That's the United States. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if we had stats from Pakistan. No, that's you okay. Know? <laughs> Pakistan's, but it's a major concern. And it, it's interesting, as we went down the numbers here, I'm thinking, ain't nobody gonna say 98%. And then it's Professor Carl out here that just Ooh. nailed it. Bang. Nice. You were at 95. I said 95 or 97. Yeah. So I was close, and it, yeah. Very interesting. So Mary J. Blige, love your music. Your decision making is questionable. But welcome to the man's world. All right. It's a man's world. <laughs> but it will be nothing without a woman or a girl. We all know that. But protect yourself. Wrap it up with a prenup. Um, it's sad because it never used to really be like that. Yeah. Well. That's Welcome what women to postmodernism, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. um, let's go to a couple other topics. Anybody here familiar or not familiar with Pearl, our friend Pearl? Pearl, Pearl yes. Davis, Pearly Things? Yeah, she's awesome. Anyone? She was the first big person to come on my podcast in Dallas when I only had 800 subs. Wow. Yeah, wow. she was really cool. Pearl going amazing. out there. Yeah, all the way, yeah, just to do 800 That's subs. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, cool. we met Pearl before she, like, right before she exploded, and then she just exploded, oh, that was which was so, so cool insane. to see. It was it's so cool. It's so incredible. Uh, shout out to Pearl. Some people love her. Some people hate her. Yeah. More than anything, I respect Pearl. Mm -hmm. We've just been on the show multiple times. Uh, we've had some side conversations, confident just um, conversations we've had. I met Pearl at Donovan Sharp's uh, Male Empowerment uh, Summit. No, uh, I'm messing like up the name. Male Empowerment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I'm getting in an elevator, and I get in the elevator. I don't know who's who. I don't know nobody here. And I walk in, and it's Pearl. And Allie Drummond, shout out to Allie. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure she had She's that had baby. baby. So congrats. if you see this, Allie, yeah. congrats, yes, respect. Congrats. And they're like, oh my God, what's up, Adam? How you doing? How you doing? I'm like, oh, hey, ladies. <laughs> At the male excellence. Uh, male excellence. Yes. Sorry, Donovan, I'm screwing this yes. up. Sorry. Male excellence. <laughs> male excellence, awesome. I think it's coming to Miami in October. Um, but the point is this: she had just started. She yeah. had, she had nothing going on, and so I don't. I, I understand why, you know, even at 800 subs, she's like, I was there, yeah. like, yeah. two years ago. Oh, big Less respect to her, man. Yeah. She, she's the leader of the FEMOSphere. So, um, she was recently on P 
Pierce Morgan uh, with uh, another young female talking about saying things like woman should vote, okay? She's a woman saying that. Um, play the clip and, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll discuss on the other side. You're, you asked why I want divorce to be banned. Yeah. Can I finish yeah. that first? So I'm saying, you know, the people that believe in divorce, go be in long-term relationships. Leave marriage for the people that actually believe in for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health till death do us part. But doesn't the sanctity of marriage also rely on the woman being a virgin? So you wouldn't be able to get married. I'm, what do you what do you mean? Well, you've spoken quite openly There's... about how you're not a virgin. And so if you want to preserve that sanctity of marriage, I then, think, you know, you know I, and I, wish, I just think that you're upholding standards that you don't I, actually I, live I, by. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. Poor but, guy. you know, we can't go him. back. I don't know what you want me to say. No, but I just don't think it's Maybe... fair that you get to be here and you get to be paid for your views and you're uh -huh. telling other women that they shouldn't be allowed to. I, you're, you asked why I want okay. divorce to be banned. By the way, why did everybody laugh? His face. So in that clip, in that conversation, in that debate that Pierce Morgan was hosting between Pearl and the other lady, um, she said a couple shocking things. People label her a misogynist. I don't know how that's possible unless you're a self-hating woman and you're a woman. I, I don't know how that works. But mm -hmm. she said things like, women shouldn't be able to vote. All right. And the other girl's like, well, you're a woman. And, and that's, it was interesting. She said that, uh, Divorce should not be allowed. You catch that? Mm -hmm. And that um, women should be virgins when they get married. Okay? Very interesting. So um, there's so many different directions I could go with this conversation, <laughs> but let's just stay on that virgin point. Uh, how realistic is it in the West today, American women, I love America. I love American women. I love everything America has. I love the American women. I love apple pie. I love the flag. I love it all. How realistic is it that she's expecting women in America or the West to be virgins when they get married? How realistic is that? It's not. Go ahead, Rissa. I think that it is realistic for some people if that's the route that they choose to go i think for other people maybe it's not realistic i think that social media has really taken us on a trip around the sun as far as the what's tolerable for women these days you know um you have little girls who are like 12 13 14 have an iphone they look on social media and they see girls in lingerie you know their parents don't put any parental settings on anything they see all kinds of stuff so you're expecting for these young girls who maybe have no parental direction and are seeing all this stuff on the outside world to still go this route of being a virgin mm -hmm. when they get married, it's a really hard concept to stand behind when everything around them is not pushing them in that direction. Mm -hmm. Now, from my perspective, I grew up in a really small town. I was homeschooled my whole life. This was expected of me to be like, it was most important, not education, nothing. Most important was find a husband, get married, do a courtship when you're young, meet someone in the church. That was what my life was until I moved away from my parents. And I have brought those traditional values with me, you know, throughout life. But I don't think that's the same for everything that's going on right now. You know, not only was I raised in the 90s, you know, but in addition to the way I was raised, it's not something that society is pushing in the direction of women at this time. What religion were you when you, when you were I was church? raised in a Christian religion. Just general, just non-denominational, good old-fashioned, regular old Christianity. Yeah, in a very small place. All good. Um, Jesus Christ. We love them. <laughs> what percentage of the women you grew up with got married as virgins, growing up in that culture? I'll tell you, my sister did. Okay, so um, one. My parents, my mom. Two. 
Um, what percentage Most overall? of my girlfriends when I was 14 and 15 were losing their virginity, and that was before social media was even a thing. Okay. You know, I wasn't, I was not on that stance with them. And they them. were raised in the church? Mm, these girls were just girls in the neighborhood, you know? These were just little girlfriends that I had in the neighborhood. Gotcha. As far as girls in the church go, it was yeah. very stringent, like very like skirt to your knees. Like. So I'll ask you uh, on behalf as an American woman, because we didn't grow up in your little small town going to church, <laughs> how realistic, let's talk numbers. 1% of women, 2%, 10%, 50%. In America today, percentage wise, how likely is it for a woman to get married and be a virgin? I mean, at this point, I think it's below 10%. Okay. Um, Zainab, I want to go to you next. Yes. Okay. Because I want to have some commentary on America and yeah, Pakistan. Sure. Okay. So in America, how realistic is it? And what's your, your guess on percentage? Now, you can probably find this stat. What percentage of women in America get married are virgins? Don't reveal it yet. How does it work in America, in your opinion? You've been here six years. How does it work in Pakistan? So I do not think that there are like a, there are a lot of women that are virgins in the U.S. when they get married. Um, I Define just, a lot. A lot. Um, I would say percentages. We're fans of stats around. <laughs> I would say probably seventy percent. Seventy percent. Yeah. Are you crazy? <laughs> the women that are not virgin, right? That's what I'm saying. That are not virgin. That are not so virgin. So thirty percent are virgins when they get yeah. married. When they, when get, they married. get married. That's your number. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm saying 70% are not virgins. Yes. When they get married. Meaning 30% 30%. are. Yeah. In the U.S. Hey, listen, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but 70, 30, that's 100 right there, baby. Um, The reason I say that is because, like we spoke earlier, that women are very easy to get these days. Like, men don't have to work hard enough. Like, I know so many girls that are just like, oh, I was just bored, so I went home with this guy. They're just huh. very easy to get, and they will do things like sleeping around just out of boredom or just out of fun. I would say one thing. Uh, women are easy to get for a certain type of guy. Because there's a lot of dudes out there that'll be like, what do you mean that Correct. women are easy to get? I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling out here, homie. Like, but if you're a certain type of guy, yeah, it's, it's not hard. Uh, Correct. But for most men, I actually think it is hard. So I think the stats are like the top 10% of guys are getting like 80% of the chicks. And then there's the middle guys that are like, maybe they're getting it. And then a bottom third of men are getting zip, zero zilch. So but they're easy I don't to sleep with in the U.S. as compared they're to. They're easy to take home or sleep with in the U.S. as compared to like Pakistan or like So how countries. does it work in Pakistan? What percentage of women <laughs> in Pakistan get married that are virgins? You basically said it's 70, 30 here. Yeah. What do you think it is there? I think it's... Just, um, 70% are virgin, I would say that. So <clears throat> flipped. Yeah, I would say it would So we're talking <laughs> Eastern versus Western culture. Nat, yeah. yes. you're, you're looking at some stats, right? Yeah, Don't I reveal keep... it. Oh, okay. Right, let's wait <laughs> to the end, baby. Okay, okay. Carl, what percentage of women in America today are getting married as virgins? I would say 1% to 2%. 1% to 2%. I'll go with 1%. Okay, gotcha. You know how to say there's a, he's a high-value man. He's a 1% man. That was, would that be considered a high-value 1% woman? Yes. Absolutely. To me, wow. that's a high-value woman. Wow. Okay. Amy, all the way from Australia. Yeah. 
How does it work here in the United States, <laughs> and how does it work down there in the land of Oz? In the land down under, it pretty much works about the same. Yeah, it does. I would say because so much of American media really permeates uh, permeates and influences culture in Australia. I feel mm. like maybe it wouldn't so much in like I'm sure it does to an extent in places like Pakistan, but oh, yeah. probably not to the extent uh, in you know, places like Australia. And yeah, Western countries. It, it, you know, there's the East and the West. Australia is like the one country that's like yeah, they're kind of the West, even though it's, right. you know, it's the Southern Hemisphere. It's mm -hmm, exactly. Totally Just group them go all in. the wrong direction. It's all good, but. <laughs> yes. Um, I've been to Australia. Lovely country, lovely people, lovely yeah. women. Putting lovely a kangaroos. On it. <laughs> lovely kangaroos. Yeah, they're putting a number on it would be really uh, difficult. I'd say probably, yeah, percentage of virgins. I'm just going to stick with my 5%. Okay. <laughs> Based off so the... So 95% of women are getting married. Yeah, yeah. And I completely agree with your point. I think you made a really good point. We... The amount of sexualization that is occurring right now in our society and especially being pushed towards the younger demographic, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's very, very intentional and it is a direct attack against the atomic family, the family unit, and trying to help us kind of water down a lot of these values. You look at an M-rated movie, you know, going back even like, I don't know, or, or an R-rated movie, Mm -hmm. going back five, ten years ago, and that would be a PG or M-rated movie today yeah. in a lot of instances. And I mm. don't think it's a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Sergio, Purple Pill Man? It's, it's definitely 1%, man. Like, the, yeah, these girls aren't getting married as virgins anymore. Most girls aren't virgins. You, like, I, I really hate that guys even sit there and try to shoot for something like that because it's just not possible. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, find the stat on also what men. So when we come to you, you're going to give us two stats. United States... Men and women getting married as virgins. And we're coming back and around to Shay and then Caro. Mm, I would say the percentage of women getting married as virgins right now would probably be like seven. Seven percent? Yeah. Lucky number seven. Mickey Mantle. <laughs> All right. Oh. Any, anything more you'd like to add to that? Um, society is pushing a bad agenda right now where a lot of girls are losing their virginities very early. I lost mine at 18, but like my peers, it was, it was, that was it. That was it for them. Gotcha. Caro, so, I'm going to come think, back to that in a second, by the way, Shay. I think 1% too. 1%? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. interesting. Anytime I ask you about math, picking and making a choice, you're like, ah, 1%. <laughs> yeah, because this is the reality. You know, yeah. if you want to have a successful marriage, you need to have experience and okay. for choose someone, you know? I need to have experience for know what I want. Okay. Because that idea that you have to be virgin for get married for right, me guys, is quick stupid. Game. Quick game. Nat, play also. Everyone has to play. Quick show of hands. Raise your hand when I say the next sentence. <laughs> no. I no. am a virgin. Raise your hand. What? What does that mean? I'm a born again. Oh my God! You're a born oh, again virgin? My God. Okay, hold on, hold on. I raised my hand as a joke. You didn't raise your hand. 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 You two didn't raise your hand. Nat's just lying to God raising her hand out there. And Shay, who one minute earlier said, Yeah, I lost my virginity when I was 18. 18. Raise your hand if you're a virgin. Yep. I'm born again. To the sky. Okay, that is what is known as. Cognitive dissonance. Delusional. Oh, delusional. <laughs> yeah, I get called delusional. Delusional, okay. So what does it mean to be a non-virgin who's identifying as a virgin? 
um, a born again version. Sure. Would probably or a be, delusional born again. Yeah, version. delusional born again <laughs> version. I love that you're comfortable <laughs> with this. So yeah, fantastic. Um, it's gonna be someone who has made a commitment to change their life in a certain way. So like, I'm standing strong on my commitments right now. I haven't been active for some years. So you're abstinent. Yeah. Isn't that a better term? Yes. I should okay. be proud to say it. I know I should be. Yeah, just say you know. I've, but yeah. And how old are you? How young are you? I am 25. You're 25. <laughs> So how long have you been abstinent for? For like two years now. How's that going? <laughs> With the strength of God, it's going good. I it's mean, going good. Sometimes Careful. Jesus might creep in that bedroom. Stop hey, how you it. know? No, it just gets to a point diseases. where it's like, do you want to stay in that same area or do you want to change your life for real? Like gotcha. I feel like those are one of those things that I have to go through to change my life. That's this is a personal question. Feel free to say no. <laughs> But do you go on dates? I haven't been going on dates. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. No. Guys try to holler at you. They pretty do. girl, you're a model. You're like... They try. And you just... I kindly just, you know, either friend zone or, you know, just brush it off. All right. I got I to gotta stay here for a second, Shay. <laughs> what was the epiphany? And what do you want girls who are acting like hoes to knows? I mean, if you're acting like a hoe, you're going to stay one. Mm -hmm. You got to carry yourself as a lady. A hundred percent. If you want to be a woman of high value, you have to act like one. If you don't act like one, no one's going to treat you like one. It's that simple. You are so walk the walk and talk the talk, because if you're not doing that, then why would you expect a man or anyone else in your life to do the same for you? Sounds like you ladies enrolled in the Purple Pill Podcast <laughs> coaching class. Yeah. 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 How'd you pick these ladies? Out of I don't know. Based. It's called so life experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's called life, honestly. Oh. Interesting. No, so what's I, I your... a lot of girls on my show that, that are already based on their own, man. It's yeah. crazy how there's some women waking up today. They're based as hell. It's crazy. And I think the challenge right now is we're at a place where, you know, a lot of ladies like mm -hmm. you are, are figuring it out. And how can we, through all the media and propaganda and all, get the younger women to figure it out before it's too late i try to talk <laughs> yeah. to them wow yeah. I, tr I try and i think <laughs> you can all inspire in that in that realm it's pretty interesting here I by the way uh on, real quick mm -hmm. uh do any of you guys know friends you're, uh, feel free not to give an exact answer give a range how young are you guys like you're how old are you trying how to guess? How old are you? Yeah, I don't know how old you are. You look like you're like 24. I don't know what you are. You're close. Okay, I'm close. Gotcha. 24? 28 next month. 28. Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You're 25? 25. 32. 32? How old am I, Adam? You're Nat's age, so you're 21. Somehow no, still, I'm five not. years later. No, I'm 35. You're 35? Yes. Okay, nice. gotcha. Interesting. Great All right, time. So, you what? It's a great time. Hell yeah. Um... Yeah. Didn't expect that. I was going to say Nat's age. All right. um, <laughs> that means it's working. Like, what percentage beautiful. of your friends, we just said 25, I don't know, maybe 26, 28, 25, what'd you say? 32. 32. Uh, and 35. What percentage of your friends are virgins? <laughs> um, four. Four percent? Yeah. Okay, can I get another number? Can we do an auction right here? What's your number? So I have a lot of friends in Pakistan, and some of them are married. Um, but yeah, like, they all married virgin. They all married as virgin. Yeah. What about in the United States? How many of your friends are virgins? None of them. None of them. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. something we're on to something out here, East versus West. Amy? Uh, How many of your friends in Oz and in America are virgins? 
yeah, I'd pro- say probably a two, two percent, three percent, probably. Okay. Um, I do know some people in the church, you know, and for a lot. Are you of, a church-going person? Uh, I'm, I'm a Christian. Yeah, i not. When I was in the church environment, uh, when I was younger, I didn't really have like that relationship per se. It was more so because I just, I just liked the community vibe. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't a, a religious discipline per se. Uh, but now I am. Gotcha. Caro. Zero percent. Zero. Sometimes I like your accent. Zero. Okay. Rissa? Zero. I just try I mean, to... if they're 35 at this point. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, even my younger friends, I just try to influence gotcha. them to make the right choices, not necessarily... You Sergio. Know, life choices. How many of your homies are virgins? I know you don't hang with the homies all yeah, that much. Or, oh, dude, I can now actually... Now you do. I actually have a few. Like, uh, I have a good gamer group of friends, like a solid like, 15, 20 friends that I've known for well into 15, 20 years I've been gaming with. A lot of their younger brothers, the ones that are my age, a lot of them did get married and they and they had fine sexual lives. Their little brothers that are in between the ages of 24 to 27, 28, I know about four or five that are virgins. Gotcha. So well, yeah, did we just Did yeah. we just break some news here? Video game nerds are virgins? I know, crazy. What? Right? I mean, yeah. but that's How not, that yeah, that's not new news. That's kind no, of- I know. <laughs> that was the sarcasm. <laughs> I really okay. don't think. I also do think in the West, there is some pressure on women to be sexually experienced. That is why some women do go out there and- Where do you think that pressure comes from? From men. From men? Yes, because they Or sleep- from other women? From men, because they sleep with prostitutes who are very experienced. And then when they're with their wife who's not sexually experienced, they're like, oh, like, or they watch porn. Mm. So when they are with a woman who's not sexually experienced, they sort of look down upon her. Whereas they should step up. About that. And That's sort of counterintuitive. All we're hearing is that women should not be hoes, and now you're saying that they men shouldn't want be. the women to be hoes? They, that, that is where... That is where it's difficult because that is where men are a little bit delusional too because they are expecting women uh. to be sexually experienced, right? So these women, like, they think that, oh, okay, like, if I have more experience, I'll be able to satisfy the man more. Quick question. We did this on the, on the, on the Pressure Fit podcast and I mentioned it on the Andrew Tate podcast. I thought it was a <laughs> Myron Masterclass. Do you want your man to have more, the same, or less sexual experience as you? More or same. More or the same. Amy? More or the same. More or the same. Yeah, Shay? I guess I'll say that. You'll say more? Yeah. Okay. Caro? More or the same. Okay. More or the same. Nat? Uh, I speak to be virgins on both ends. Right. Nat's, <laughs> speaking of delusional. <laughs> queen, delusion queen out there. So you're all in agreement that you want to have a guy who has more sexual experience than you. Meaning, none of you women who are not virgins, even though we've got one that's pretending to be. It's <laughs> uh, not a pretend. I'm okay, real. I got you. I'm messing I'm with you, Shay. Um, you're all basically saying, yeah, I want my man to have more sexual experience than me. How many dudes do you know that are virgins? Two and unintentional. Yeah. Damn. It's like yeah. the 40-year-old virgin syndrome. They yeah. would like to yeah. get laid. Yeah. Like and incels. Yeah, and it's, it's not a thing. I mean, I've never dated a woman who's wanted that. It's not something women want. It's not, you know, they yeah. want experience. They want to be shown into a world, and a virgin's not going to take you on a magic carpet ride, you know? Yeah, I don't know at this point in my life if a virgin <laughs> is something that I'm interested in. I mean, at this point, shit. Nat, you've got some stats for me. Yes, um, sir. <laughs> what percentage of women in the United States get married as 
Virgins, drum roll. So I've gotten um, the most recent is from 2010, and the answer is 5%, Amy. 5%. Wow, Amy got it. Yes. You know what's funny? I was going to say 2%. But in any poll, there's a 3% margin of error, so Party I was going to say 5%. So you're taking the credit. So it was all me. I mean, well, that that number is so sure Yeah, 2010 was a long time ago. Yeah. In general, the last decade. 13 years. Yes. Honestly, like, like you guys are probably a lot more accurate to reflect the last decade. By the yeah. way, great point. That status from 2010? Yeah, it's too old. Instagram was barely born. So it's fair to say if it was 5% in 2010, I'm sticking with 1%. With more. <laughs> Technically, Sergio was right, is yeah. what we're saying. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, you yeah. were talking about like the Madonna whore complex, you know, and like every guy has that issue, but you need to be able to teach a woman how to sexually, you know, uh, make, make you exactly. happy. So, mm-hmm. so the Madonna whore complex doesn't kick in and make you want other other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do think if you are a men? masculine man, you are able to culture women. So yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. You find stats on men? I found stats for men, but it was a little bit different. But this is more updated. Uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> this is 2023. It says 50% of men between 18 to 20 are virgins. For men over 25, but not uh, older than 30, are 1.9% are virgins. So I guess All right, we but we're looking for that. when they get married, though. So yeah. Well, based on that age when men 1. do get 9. married, right? What is it? No, there's 1. that. 1.9% right. are virgins. You know we're having an issue when Cara was fact-checking us over here. <laughs> She's like, yeah, those stats are old. That doesn't work. She's <laughs> our statistician out here all of a sudden. All good. Guys... Uh, last topic, um, and only because it's been one of the biggest interviews uh, in the world, and that is Andrew Tate just did an interview with Tucker Carlson. You love um, him. Uh, proud to say, uh, Tucker, uh, Patrick, Bet David, and myself beat you to it. Um, <laughs> but uh, respect, they had an awesome interview, mm-hmm. and uh, Tucker on Twitter and Tate, Tate, Twitter, Tucker, terrific. It was an awesome interview. I think we have an image of the interview. Um, oh, yeah. Hold on one second. It's right here. That's not it. Yeah, right there. Right here. Um, so th- they did a great interview. Um, we have that? Yeah, yeah, there it is. All right, cool. We know what they both look like, but there it is. So shout out to them. <laughs> but uh, Tate, working hard from home, on house arrest, um, had a uh, response, a video response, to basically calling out some of the mainstream media I've been very vocal that I think this is a complete hatchet job. I think it's a complete scam. I think it's a complete shakedown scam what they're doing to this man and his brother Tristan. I don't think they are human traffickers. I've been in their lair. It's a dope fucking pad. Any girl would be honored to chill there. I'm just, you know, and I'm not disparaging actual human trafficking, sex trafficking. I just saw the movie, The Sound of Freedom. That's some real shit. Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate are not doing that. Publicly, I'm saying that for sure. That is my opinion, but you know, the, 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 the facts will prove out. So I think it's a sham what they're doing to that guy. But I also think it's a sham what the mainstream media is doing to enhance that narrative and to push that narrative and basically suppress actual human traffickers or child pornography mm-hmm. users and advocates and all this nonsense out there. And I think it's pretty shameful what's happening right there. But we have a clip, him responding uh, to what happened in the interview and his thoughts on what mainstream media is doing to him today. Play the clip and do it at 1.5 if I you can. I did already. I know. Thank you, Nat. Ready? By the way, Nat, today you're doing great. We've been not fighting today. I'm happy for us. Show's not over yet. Are you right? Okay, ready? Ready. Andrews went ahead this morning and sent a video to the mainstream media. Fa- fast forward a little bit. 
Can you at least slander in his name? Talk. There I'm we go. Number net. You know the story by now. It seems every morning I wake up, there's a new one. Not coffee, not blonde, not brunette. But an MSM reporter, somebody who works for the Matrix, getting caught doing something heinous and disgusting. It is very interesting to me that not only do I absolutely and utterly, accurately, perfectly predict the future, but that the clowns who are constantly attacking me and accusing me of things are doing it themselves. It's the most hypocritical. We must live in a simulation. This has to be made up. This can't be real. I literally did a video three days ago. I sat here and said, two coffees, one blonde, one brunette, one hot, one cold, and talked about this shit. And I talked about how the fact that when his name comes out, they're going to say, because of his mental health, we should leave him alone and we shouldn't pick on him. And they're going to try and bury the story. I said all of this. And then his name came out. And within two hours, they're talking about his poor mental health. He needs to be left alone, the poor guy. For 16 months, they've attacked me. I've told everybody, it's a club. If you're in the club, they'll protect you. If you're outside the club, they will aim to destroy you. Here we are. Concrete evidence, proof. I've become the most famous man in the world, one of the most influential men on the face of the planet. And I've done some serious soul searching into why that is. And it's really incredible that I got all the way up to the absolute upper echelons of influence by simply telling the fucking truth. By waking up and saying, the sky's blue, water's wet, and the media are full of shit. Because they are. So now this dude needs his mental health protected. What about my mental health? They didn't give a shit. If the media could have got me to kill myself, if they, if they, if they were told, Andrew will kill himself if you continue to print stories, guess what they would have done? They would have printed all the way to the end, and then they would have printed bad things about me on the day of my death. At my funeral, Andrew Tate, misogynist self uses masculine, toxic masculinity method. They'd have been upset by how I even did it. Somehow it would have been bad to women. They would have never left me alone. Now, obviously I have an iron mind and I'm a master of Aikido. But these clowns can't even take one day of the pressure I've been going through for fucking 16 months, day after day, everybody close to me, all they do is attack everybody. One day of their own medicine, look at them fucking crumble. One day. Okay, now. Pussies. I'm fighting a bunch. <laughs> awesome. By the way, moving forward, I'm only doing... Uh, video responses. I'm only doing interviews while getting a massage. I couldn't stop looking at <laughs> that. Yeah. 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 I know what I'm dealing with a lot of shit right now. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the spot right there. Okay, yeah. Uh, so many more jokes I could say what I'd be doing uh, <laughs> yeah, if the camera wasn't on. But um, we've been doing a good job of giving odds and percentages today. Okay? No. Um, other than you, Cotto, of course. Um, but here's the deal. I've given my opinion. I think it's complete sham. I'm saying that he's 100% innocent. Prove me wrong. Uh, I think it's a sham what they're doing. What are the odds that he actually did something, these heinous charges that he's been uh, accused of, um, and it's the mainstream media hiding their own, basically burying stories of when people on that side of the aisle, what he called establishment, or basically one of their own type of people when it happens, bury the story. Oh, this guy, male, misogynist, chauvinist, red pill, whatever you want to call him. Oh, hype it up, lock, lock him up, throw away the key. Odds that he is completely innocent and this is absolute fabrication of what actually happened. Let's start with the gentleman on this and we'll go to the lady, Sergio. Oh, I mean, it's absolutely all fake. Like, I mean, that th this is just the attack in the matrix. You know, this is what they do. Like, like they're always going to try to shut down people who are masculine that are doing the right thing. Tate is such a big leader. A lot of people in the red pill space are just men in general that are like leaders. They haven't gone through a hero's journey. Like, uh, like they need to go read Joseph Campbell's book or something and understand that there's 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 a lot to go through for you to become a man. And any man that has gone through that path, that has gone through the path of hardship and making it through it, and then he's also leading men, 
they're gonna they're gonna try to destroy those men more now than ever. And he's one of the he's the top he's the top at that. He's the top G. He's the and, top uh, G. And I, I really think that this attack is going to be it's it's not gonna stop. Like they're going to because he's such an influence. I don't think it's gonna stop until they somehow stop him in some way. It's like what he said. You know, first they for, for, like first they cancel you, then they try to throw you in jail, and we all know what they're gonna try to do next to him. You know. Yeah. And um, I definitely think that. It, he's gonna he's gonna end up being a martyr if uh, if it keeps going like it's going to. Go. Drew Carl. Well said. Um, yeah, definitely think it's a hit job. We we live in a world now where facts are not presented and accepted, but feelings are, and that's a big problem here. Is people facts are going care with about your what feelings, they feel. Right? And if you look at the articles, they all come out at the same time, and they all have the same headline. Yep. From very different. Oh yeah. News outlets, left, right whatever it is. And I think one thing, and I think Andrew spoke to this, is the law can be subjective. And you know, it was everything clean around webcam businesses, all that, I'm not gonna say that that's the case. But was it human trafficking, all the things that he was alleged of? Hell no. Mm -hmm. And I think we're at a place right now where people can target you and they can take the law and bend it to, I don't like you, so I'm gonna now make you a criminal. And this is a dangerous, President, I mean, we saw it with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. That was a, a positive result, and I think that this is a dangerous precedent if he does get convicted for doing something thousands of men are doing, but he's the one who's the biggest threat. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head. Just because I don't like you or agree with you or like what you're saying or just think you're an absolute asshole, whoever it is, on the left, on the right, the up, the down, men, women, doesn't mean that you should be canceled, jailed, or accused of heinous crimes. It's like, it, it's... It, and he's anyways. impacting the world outside of the structure, yeah. and that's the most dangerous thing someone can do, and that's okay. why we're at where we're at. Let's start with you. What are, your, what are your thoughts on this situation? Chances that he actually did the actual crimes he's being accused of, human trafficking and rape allegations. I don't think he needs to do any of these crimes because he's a pretty successful man, and if he does want to get a woman, um, not only does he have looks, he also has a good personality and character. So I don't think he needs to go that route to be with women or just abuse women. Um, I do think Andrew, I got a number for you, buddy. Where you go? <laughs> I think he's phenomenal. He is definitely helping men wake up and help them be more masculine. Um, I don't really think that he committed any of these crimes. I think it's very easy for easy to just take short clips of videos and just take it out of the context, even even of, uh, of this podcast, like anyone can k take short clips and just make it seem like something else, oh, just yeah. give like a hot topic. And um, so I don't think, yeah, I think he's doing a great job and I've, I'm really happy that a lot of men are waking up. And one thing I really do like about him is that he actually does ask men or tell men to respect women. I've listened to his videos because in the beginning I thought, oh, like maybe He's not saying the right thing, but then when you listen to his entire video, he does ask men to man up, respect women, be kind and gentle to the right women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's part of your team now. Yes. The Muslim community. Mm -hmm. Shout out to that. Uh, Amy? Yeah. What are, what are the odds that he has mm -hmm. actually done the crimes? I think close to 0%. I believe that he is innocent. I think when people cannot control you, they will try to control the perception of you. Mm -hmm. And that has been evident many, many times throughout media. Uh, you know, We really don't need to look for too many other examples to see that this has happened. I do agree with what you said. For sure, maybe there are some questionable things with the webcam business, but conflating that with real human trafficking is spitting on the faces of the people who actually suffered at the hand of that terrible affliction. You cannot conflate yes. the two. Well said. <laughs>
Well said. Very well, well said. Yeah. Um, okay, Shay, what are the odds that he actually did the crimes he's being accused of? I don't think he did it. I feel like they're pushing that agenda I spoke on earlier. Like when, when someone's doing something that's in the work of the light or the better, the better being of this world, they try to take them down. Like okay. I Spice, not to, you know, but she's a puppet. She's pushing a bad agenda. That's why she became so successful so fast. Who's the girl you're saying? Ice Spice. Ice Spice. Man, I must be getting old. Who's that? <laughs> you thought I was feeling you? That's yeah. Right. <laughs> I actually don't know who's done. Guys being a munch. Guys being a munch, you know. It was a no? popular song. Okay, well. Oh. Yeah. Us, us conservative Muslims on this side of the table, we don't listen to that kind of stuff, okay? I don't know. Carl, I'm going to come to you last because I'm going to save the best for last. <laughs> no offense to you, Risa, but I want to hear what she has to say. Odds that she, that Tate uh, actually did the crimes he's been accused of. Uh, I don't think that he did. I think it's fabricated because I think that there's people who own these entities that are pushing the agendas. You know, we, we all know, at least if you educate yourself or research anything about this type of stuff, that there's, you know, a handful of people from the 1900s or so or even before that their family line is what's owning these entities that are pushing mm -hmm. these agendas and this information that's being provided to the public. So if you're pushing these agendas and this information and whatever someone is saying isn't lining up with that agenda and information, then of course they're going to come after them. You know, just like they came after Trump, you know, just they've come after multiple people, you know, but most of the time these people don't have a high enough pedestal in social media to speak their voice, you know, like it's someone who uh, was a whistleblower and then they turn up dead and no one knows about it, mm -hmm. you know, and so that's, that's what I think. I think that he's pushing an agenda that isn't what people once said to the outside world, you know, and if you look at history as far as like education goes, when you read about where did the school system and things like that really develop, it developed from, I forgot the person's name that developed it, but it developed from the idea that they want better workers, not better thinkers. So when you're pushing the agenda of people working under mm -hmm. you, as opposed to pushing people to think and free think and actually expand themselves, mm -hmm. that's where this always oh, fabricate or oh he's he's doing this he's doing that that's where it comes from yeah i think i believe that was a byproduct of the industrial revolution thank you very much Factory. for the history yes hey i'm older than you you I'm know what i'm trying to say caro i think with this guy we are seeing that the reality now that when you are a leader and you are real and you say the truth everywhere you go uh, the darkness want to show you like a bad person you know he is always speaking the truth, you know, and he is teaching the guys the, the right way to treat women. Mm. So for sure, the darkness don't want that the women and the guys are together. Mm, the yeah. darkness want that the people are separate. The gardeners. You know, the dark darkness. Oh, the darkness. darkness. Like the bad people. <laughs> like, uh, the darkness. Does the powers that be make more money when we're single or in a relationship? It's the basis of my whole show. Mm -hmm. The whole reason why I do it is because if you're single, you're going to spend more money living in the moment. Yes. You're not going to get a 401k. You're not going to max out your IRA or HSA. You're not going to focus on kids and a future and buying a home. You're going to live in the moment. This is the whole agenda is to keep us separate. And yeah. ever since we were children, when you're born, you can't even survive as an infant without connection with your mother. You're raised by five people. By the time you're 18 years old, there's 
five people that made you who you are normally. Mm -hmm. So it's like right. connection is everything in life, yeah. and they're separating us from each other. That's how they win. If we come back together, we destroy them. Yeah. Define they. Preach. The powers that be, the 1%, the people who make the most money, but like the, the, the people who print the dollars, like they, they always want us separate. As yeah. if, they, if we are separate, we're alone, we're scared, we're afraid, and when you live in fear, you make all mm -hmm. the wrong decisions. Yeah. Well, like we said uh, on the interview with Tate, uh, we're better together than we are apart. Yeah. Look at us and right now. Look they, at us all kumbaya. Yeah, they <laughs> use the corporations because who's won from a lot yeah. of this independence movement? Have women won? No. Have men won? No. Look at the workforce. Double. Yep. The workforce has doubled, and that's the answer. Yeah. Middle class is gone now, too. <laughs> Nat? Yes. Take us home. Do you have any strong feelings on mm. his guilt or innocence? What are the chances? Uh, You're I the think, last one. Yeah, I think everybody kind of hit it on the head. Um, I don't think he is guilty. I think the percentage is very low. I think also with this being dragged out for such a long period of time and not really getting like too many answers in a sense, um, you know, it's it, you can see that there's agenda behind it from the BBC interview to like certain things happening for their house arrest getting extended. The, there's just things that aren't really like adding up if it was maybe a random person getting convicted for something like this. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of just where I stand. Yeah, well said. Well, I'll say this. The mainstream media has uh, revealed their hand. Um, and I think that's why platforms like this, podcasts that we do out here, are so necessary. And that's why channels like this and podcasts like this and startup media companies like this are inevitably going to take over the world, just like we're going to do here at Valuetainment. Because yeah. uh, you're at least going to hear the truth or, or different opinions, not one narrative. Everyone here, nobody here has the, all the same agenda, agreement, men, women, Jews, Christians, Muslims are out here. And we all came to the same conclusion like, yeah, it's all kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. We're all doing different things. We're working different jobs. We're working different ages. We all got different body counts. We all got, some of us are born again virgins, the whole deal. But we all came to the same conclusion that it's an absolute hit job and a setup, hatchet job, uh, and they're trying to bring down our man Tate. So stay, so, stay strong, actually, Tate. And it's actually doing the opposite, if you think about it. They're yeah. trying to like silence him, and he's becoming like the More topic verbal. of conversation. Like This whole Red Pill community just kind of blew up, essentially, when you had these clips of him kind of just saying all this stuff. So as much as they're trying to like shun it and make it quiet, it's doing the complete opposite. So. Well said, Nat. Yeah. With that being said, we are now at the end of the show. Nat, is there anything that you need to do right now before we do the happy ending? Yes, there is something <laughs> I have to do, and that is the Super Chats. So I will go through the Super Chats. Thank you guys for these chats. We appreciate you guys today. Um, we'll start off with another one from KOV 12 times 12. The bottom line is that men and women have specific roles in life. Everyone had a role in life. People don't know their role, and I would love to kill the Bill Gates. Don't have, don't have his money and don't know his role. I read that one already, but I'll yeah. read it again. Uh, then we have a uh, Jab Crow, Joe. Sergio, if you were bullied by women with the same intensity as you were by men, you'd be guarded around them. Do you have pain um, that you have not healed? What's the question? I've gone to therapy for a year, I actually, um, and one of the few proponent, one of the few men in the space that will say, uh, I don't think men should go to therapy. I don't think uh, men should talk to their friends about things. But there are some men that have cluster B disorders or have gone through certain things. And those men, if you are one of those percentage, you should go to therapy. It is a good thing for you. So yeah. yes, I, but there's only a select few men that have gone through the type of trauma that need to go to therapy, in my opinion. 
Awesome. And then we have a KOV 12 times 12. Uh, why are we not listening to the panel of happily married couples, couples and their thoughts on having a successful relationship? These opinions hold lightweight because it appears as a guess at best. Uh, Was they saying that they want to see married couples? Married couples. Yeah, like Great it. suggestion. Great suggestion. Because we're we actually that. booking some married couples. Yay. Smart. All these single people out here just yeah. running these streets. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the record, we have had married couples on here. Yes. And we'll encourage married couples to come on here. But thank you for the super chat. Yeah. Guys, this is why you do super chats. Yes. So you can voice your opinions. We can read it out loud and the people hear what you have to say. And then we can take action based on your opinions. (laughs) It's not that complicated. Talking shit in the chat, calling uh, Nat an L. She's just going to interpret it as love. If you do a super chat, (laughs) you can actually say what you want to say. Yeah. And Nat, because Hooked on Phonics worked for this beautiful girl is actually reading them now. So that's great. So keep up the good work, Nat. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Then we have our last one. It says LDU Lifestyle uh, for the homie Sergio PPP. Uh, And that is the last chat, uh, Super Chats. Thank you guys for the Super Chats today. We had really high Super Chats. We appreciate that. And again, like Sauce said, feedback is great. Um, So I appreciate that. And I didn't say it enough today. Make sure you guys subscribe, like, share. Share with your mom, your auntie, your uncles, your cousins. Um, and let's hit to Sauce's favorite part, yeah, the but, happy but ending. Yeah, but mostly just share with your buddies. Oh, and your buddies. <laughs> I your don't buddies. think your grandma or your mom is going to subscribe. No, no, they should. I think they should. your buddies they should. will Why need not? some help. Everyone. Get Why subscribe. Not? And maybe your girlfriends. Everyone. Your aunties, your uncles, your cousins, all those guys too. Everyone. Mostly your friends. Yeah, everyone. Thank you for subscribing. We appreciate yes. that. Guys, my favorite part of the show, the happy ending. We know. Ooh, it's the best part. Because this is, uh, this is... What makes us all happy? So this is the time where you get to look in the camera, bing, 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 look directly at you and say your favorite part of the show today. Let the people know where to find you, deliver your message, let the world know where to find you. Let's start with the ladies on this side. Rissa, your camera's right here. Okay. My favorite part of the show actually was when the men gave their opinions and then also hearing some of the different cultural aspects from the ladies because that's important to me to understand and learn about different cultures. That's something that I'm going to do with my job in the future. It's also something I'm going to do with my job learning about the perspectives of men you know, that people have so I can help them find balance within their life. So that was my favorite part. I really enjoyed that. Respect. Where can Yay. the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at rmlivelife. Okay. There it is. I, kind of, I try to stay off social media for the most part. But eventually, I will probably create a business page, you know, when I do graduate with my degree. Because I do have some big goals coming up in the future for entrepreneurship with Congratulations. that. Congratulations. And plus, your man don't need you out there doing your whole Instagram thing. Nah, I, I keep That's it low-key. That's all key. his. I'm low-key. all his. Yeah. Got a girl. <laughs> Caro de Rio. <laughs> en la casa de Colombia. Bienvenido. Para el mundo. Sí, en el mundo. <laughs> Where can the my people find favorite, you? What was your favorite part? My favorite part of the show was everything because I love to know new people every day and learn so many things. For me, learning is everything. I love to grow in every way, every day. And you guys and everybody can follow me on all social media like Caro del Rio, K-R-O-D-E-L-R-I-O. I'm content creator, so everybody will love what I create every day. Thank you. K-A-R-O. K-R-O-D as a diamond, E-L-R-I-O. D like in diamond. Oh, yeah. shit. Somebody about to get a ring. <laughs> Shay, oh, would you have a last name? Me. You said do I have a last name? Yeah. Arnold. What is it? Arnold like the Shay brand. Shay Arnold. Like Hey Arnold. Hey, hey Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Oh, you know. Shay Arnold. <laughs> My favorite part was like 
hearing all the different perspectives and learning more, to be honest. Like, I thought I learned something, but, like, I actually learned something for real, like, I thought I learned something, but I actually learned something. Yeah, <laughs> like it hit different. We just like, learned, it hit learned different. that the, the yeah. emphasis is on the end. Learn something. <laughs> yeah. That's how you yeah. know you're really learning so. versus learning. And where can people find you? Um, on Instagram. I'm starting on YouTube, so Shea Butter with a V. Very beautiful. Sergio, in from Dallas. Respect, bro. Keep up the good work. Yeah. I uh, think everyone appreciated your, your realness. Oh, thank you. And uh, where can the people find you? Uh, yeah, guys, I'm uh, at Purple Pill Pod TX on Instagram. Uh, I run Emergent Values Mentoring. If you're wanting help, you know, uh, just slide in there, DM help. Uh, shout out to all my guys <laughs> from Dallas that came and super chatted in and watched. Really appreciate that. I really appreciate you for letting me come on, bro. I've been looking up to your show and a lot of the people in this space for months. And uh, to finally have the opportunity to come and sit on this stage when I was just a fan not even a year ago, um, it's a pretty awesome feeling, you know. And uh, I really hope that everybody, like, learns something. If any of you ladies would ever want to come to Dallas and come on my show, please come on, especially the TradCon ones, because I always like having more of those women to help me convince the women to change their lives. And we can change the world when we change one person at a time. Respect to you guys. And by the way, if you haven't subscribed to the Purple Pill Podcast, That's hook my man up, give him a follow. And ladies, if you're interested... He's going to treat you right. So, but he's got a girl, so yeah, I don't I mean it like that. Don't holler. Amy Dangerfield, Hello. my favorite comedian's stepdaughter from another marriage <laughs> in Australia. You never know what happened there. Um, lovely to have you back. You're on the Thank Pressure you. Fit podcast. Yeah. I've seen you on Destiny, and it's great to have you. Thank you. Uh, what's your takeaway, and uh, where can the people find you? This is a very different format to most of the podcasts that I'm on. So it was cool. Something different, something refreshing. Uh, also cool to meet you. Because I was just saying, I was talking to his partner. Uh, yeah, one of my business partners. Yeah, knows her. Julian, yeah. who we were talking about the purple pill. He actually invited me out. Yeah. So very small world. He's, he's one um, of my tripods. So very cool that you know him. There honestly. we go. There we go. Um, you guys can check me out on YouTube, Amy Dangerfield, all one word. Uh, and I am recently on Twitter, Amy Dangerfield with two Ys because Amy Dangerfield was taken. Uh, let's support platforms that support free speech. Catch me on Twitter. I like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that great part right there. <laughs> Carl Lashkari. Yeah. It's been an honor to have you, bro. Thank you. We met on Manect. You came all this way. We, we were moving some dates around. It happened. It's a real life thing. You're not even a big social media guy, right? No, not really. I've right, but you're just community. a dude with a great message. I was like, let's get this guy on here. <laughs> and I'm glad you came on. Respect. I think you've got a very stoic vibe about you, and I think that more men can adapt uh, and, and learn to that. And I'm glad to have you on, brother. Where, what was your biggest takeaway? Where can people find you? Thanks, brother. The biggest takeaway is I'm actually really surprised that everyone here has a perspective that's gonna make relationships better and the world better. You know, the work you're doing, brother, amazing. And all the perspectives of the ladies share that with the younger generation. And it surprises me that every single person was on that wavelength. And you can find me on social media at Carl Lashkari, K-A-R-L-L-A-S-H-K-A-R-I. Or if you wanna learn about joining some of our Men of Mastery Brotherhoods, you can go to menofmastery.us. Respect, Zainab. Our Pakistani princess. <laughs> it's been a pleasure and very refreshing having you on today. I think you brought a different perspective just because, you know, you're not from the West. So. Yeah, I would like to say, first of all, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It was great to learn everyone's perspectives. And I would like to um, agree. Something he said earlier was that a lot of men do not have quality friends 
uh, within their brotherhood. I think it's very important to have guy friends that are actually supporting you and they're not secretly envious or jealous of your relationship or your success. I would like, I've seen that around and um, I'm glad that he brought that up. So I would just advise men to like wake up and make sure that your friends are actually quality friends. Um, other than that, I would like to say that thank you so much for having me on the podcast. You have been doing some great work. I appreciate that and I admire that. And I do collaborate with fashion and beauty brands for fashion modeling or content creation or influencing around Southeast Asia or US. If you would like to collaborate with me, you can uh, email me. And my Instagram is Z-E-E underscore 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 R. <laughs> <laughs> I have two Instagrams, so... So cute. Why only three underscores? Why not five, <laughs> ten? Get crazy with it. I just wanted to be unique, so... Yeah, well, you are, for sure. Adam, I want to speak to one thing. Sure. Um, you know, obviously, chased you down, made it out here, and one really big thing is there are not very many media outlets, even in the independent media, that are just raw and real and free of agenda. And what you're doing and PBD's doing, like, Valuetainment is really creating some good things because it's not just, this is my message and stick to it, but it's mm -hmm. just what's the truth and I'm going to stand by my truth and believe my truth and you know I'm really Thank proud you. to be alive. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for real. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> really Can appreciate I it. Thank Natalia, you. you as well. Yeah. Thank you. Well listen guys, doing... I appreciate all the, the showers of compliments. Uh, I'm getting the, the wrap up. Carl, you want to say one quick <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 because I wanted to say before but you don't let me do it. Um, <laughs> that compliment there. <laughs> uh, when you ask where I can meet someone, a high-value person, yes. we have to check our habits, habits. Because good habits is good in life. And if you do, for example, yoga, you do workout, you go to ceremony, spiritual ceremonies, and these kind of things, you will find your person in this kind of environments. But for sure, in not, not in a club, like you say. Yeah. In this kind of environments, you will find your person for you. But you need to check your habits first. Thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> That's something you could have said when I said, give your happy ending. You could have done that. <laughs> but you wanted, okay, all good. Carl, you're one of a kind and I appreciate it. And you know you're invited back anytime. Guys, everyone was awesome here today, including Natalia. Yay. Especially Natalia. <laughs> everyone here. Natalia. But I think we can all agree the real star of the show today was the one mosquito that was just <laughs> in all our grills out here. Dude, these cameras were picking it a up every time. Wow. I don't know what it was. I don't know if that was the, the fly that was on Mike right? Pence's head. There he is. He's on it. It's crazy. But listen, guys, you know, you got to roll with the punches. It's show business, baby. There's a fly. You gotta get the, the show goes on. The fly trying to learn to stay fly out here, all right? Yeah. But uh, awesome show, guys. Everyone's invited back. Respect. Amazing. Uh, thank you, guys. Yes, you. Yeah, I'm looking right at you, bro. Uh, for watching because we do this for you guys and I thank you for showering Valuetainment with um, with praise um, just like we're all learning and everyone's learning I too am learning I too am involving I'm too and tried to improve I'm still trying to get better with life women relationships money advice we're all trying to figure this thing called life out <laughs> and I think it's important that we have these conversations to get better smarter stronger yes. cooler Sexier, wealthier, <laughs> bang, 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 the list goes on. Under the scar, under the scar, under the scar. Underscore, underscore. Respect to you guys. We're out of here. We're back next Tuesday with a 
very special guest, a wild ass dude, and a panel I can't reveal because you don't know yet. But we have two shows next week uh, and also a PVD live event I want to say next week. All that's coming. You can catch me on Manect. Uh, everyone's links will be below. Thank you guys for being here. Have a great weekend. We out. Save that money. <laughs>